Tuesdays with Scotty are not the opinions of Scotty White, but the opinions of the lizard people who secretly rule this planet. Thank you. You're listening to the Mobcast Network. Wonderful town, wonderful people, places to go, things to see. My lab is Mobile. That's my wonderful town. Beautiful homes, schools and churches, entertainment, places to shop. My heart's in Mobile. That's my wonderful town. Mobcast Network presents... Live from Stupid Mop Studios, located in Mobile, Alabama. It's Tuesdays with Scotty. This is the podcast about whatever the hell Scotty wants to talk about. From pop culture to food, movies, comics, or games. Literally whatever the hell Scotty wants to talk about. If you don't like it, get your own podcast. Now here's your host, your Native American pop culture spirit guide, Scotty. I'm Scotty. It's Tuesdays with Scotty. We're going to talk about whatever the hell I want to talk about. Uh, today, we have a guest. Uh, uh, I have a friend, Jared Budlong, who is running for governor in this great state of Alabama where we're located. Um, he may be crazy because I don't know sane people who would run for governor. Caleb, would you run for governor? No. I wouldn't either. But but I also like know nothing. I, I feel like I am I know I don't know enough to run. You don't for feel governor. like you're qualified. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm qualified. Jared's probably qualified. Yeah. I you know, Jared Jared has a big heart. He really cares about what's going on in this state. Uh and which is a good thing because we need people like Jared because unfortunately like me, I'm I'm a bit apathetic about politics anyway. I mean, there's things I care about. And then in the v- interview, you hear what I care about. So, you know, you may change your political view of me by the end of the show. <laughs> Whatever. It's my show. Uh, if you don't like this one, uh, we have two others you can enjoy at the yep. moment. So, um, so there's that. So, yeah, we're going to enjoy Jared in just a little bit. Um, but Caleb might go talk about some stuff. Caleb, you're young. I am. And you're, you're in your youth. You watch a lot of cartoons. I watch a lot of cartoons, right? Yep. Um, I still watch cartoons. I still watch cartoons, too. Um, have you watched Infinity Train? I've seen the pilot, and I really want to watch the rest of it. So, Kisa, uh, a friend of me and the podcast, um, has gotten me watching um, Infinity Train. And um, I like it. I'm only I'm, we're not done with the first season. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna finish it probably after this. So by the time this actually airs, I'll probably move farther in the, in, in the show. Um, it is weird. Oh yeah, it is weird. But the thing I want to talk about the Infinity Train real quick uh, is that um, the main protagonist in the first season is named Tulip. Yeah, who the hell names her child Tulip? I'm only six episodes in. The 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 reason why could be in those last six episodes of why I mean, her parents named her Tulip. Might be the same reason parents name their kids after any flower. <laughs> I mean Tulip's a weird flower. Like I get Daisy. What about Rose? Rose. I get Rose and Daisy. I mean, I don't mean to name shame, but I'm doing it because Tulip <laughs> is not a real person. So her feelings can't be hurt. Yeah. It's a weird name. I think they even mention it. But here's what's weird weird about the show too. 
Um, one of the antagonists is a cat, and it's voiced by Captain Janeway. Mm-hmm. So Kate Mulgrew from Voyager and uh, Star Trek Prodigy, which I've only watched the pilot of that, and I liked it. I don't know why I haven't jumped on. Maybe by the time I'm, you know, this airs, I'll have jumped on Prodigy. Uh, Prodigy is the one that Nickelodeon. Yeah, does. Nickelodeon, the cartoon. It's really interesting, and I don't know why I didn't pick it back up. I don't know. It's weird, but I, yeah, I still have to catch up on Discovery, watch Picard, and I mean, I don't watch Picard yet either. Mm-hmm. I'm three episodes in Picard as of this, and uh, the uh, at this time point, Scotty's enjoying those two. Yeah, the, the two of the three he's he really like last week's was really crazy and fun. And the, and Star Trek's just never it's becoming the big thing because they got Strange New Worlds coming, and then they yeah, Strange New Worlds is coming. I mean, they they're making. Making them big bucks. You hear about the Strange New World season two? They've like they've already gave us, got a season two, <laughs> and the first season I even got out, but they got yeah. season two. Uh, they're casting Captain Kirk for that, or a young Kirk, yeah, for that to go hang out with young Spock, I guess. Yeah, because it's going to focus around Pike, specifically the Pike we've seen in Discovery. Right? right, right. Yeah, which I like that Pike. Yeah. Um, I didn't care for that season, but I like Pike in it. <laughs> so, uh, and then uh, speaking of things that have kind of been renewed. Uh, Scream is getting a six film. I haven't seen five, but it's on yeah. Paramount. Right? And they yeah, and they've they've already announced they've already announced next year. I think is when it's coming out. Oh, which of course means... it is. They're easy to film. You can film yeah. over, they're like a beach blanket blanket bingo movie. You can make them five days. <laughs> yeah, Scream six, twenty twenty three. Oh, look at that, Scream six, Screamier. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but yeah. So it'd be like Scream seven would be ice cream. Because yeah. we've my you problem know, is your screen, we screen, we all screen. Yeah, <laughs> my problem is I like the screen franchise, but now I don't know where they can go because they've done all the style. So you've seen the new one, right? Yes. How do you like it? I like it a lot. It, it fits the style of Scream. They ve- you, you can tell they knew what they were so doing. So in the five, how does it rank? Uh, so three is still my favorite. Okay. Um, I put this one. I've, I've only seen the first two. Yeah. And I kind of sh- I should watch the other screams. I really should. And I just haven't. They're they're a good effort. time. Yeah, <laughs> it's really effort. They're a good time. Uh, I'd probably put five above four. Once again, you know it's me. It's not because of four is bad. Right, right. It's just five. I got you. Five was more enjoyable. I got you. Um, my issue now is where do they go? Because they've done as far as I can think every major type of point that you can make about. Specifically, the slasher franchise. Well, they could do like New Nightmare style and make it like a meta thing, a movie within a movie. Well, that they already have the movie within a movie. Oh, they've already done that. It's well, they haven't made a movie within a movie, but they have the movie within a movie. And in three, they actually, actually three, yeah, three, they go to they 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 go onto the set. Of All right, well, one never the, mind. See, I haven't seen three. Yeah, I, I they saw go the first on, two. Yeah, three, they in actually theaters, go on set when you were a small infant, probably. Yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> and then because they've done. The, you know, just traditional slasher because that's right. one. They've done the, what about a slasher sequel? Uh, what happens in a slasher trilogy? <laughs> what happens in a slasher reboot? What happens in a slasher, whatever you can solve reboot? Or... Yes, the the they call it a um, requel because it's a it's a reboot sequel. So, but they haven't done the prequel, right? They haven't done the they haven't done a prequel. And so they what, and they what, haven't done they haven't gone to space yet. That's a big thing right. in slashers. So we, we we need like Scream in eighteen forty nine. Yeah, <laughs> and then we need a one in space. Yeah, and I, then we need a multiverse, a multiverse of screens. Yeah. Maybe maybe Slash in the Hood. You know, oh Slash in the Hood. Yeah, we could we could change we could change the whole genre. Yeah, kind of be like Leprechaun. Leprechaun. Yeah, yeah, I don't like. 
Um, but back to cartoons. Yeah, yeah back to cartoons. Because uh, um, did you watch Doug? Oh yeah. Do a great theme song. Who was Doug? Wasn't Jim Cummings Doug? Uh, I can look that up. I thought maybe. See somebody like that or Billy West. Uh, Billy, that that actually sounds correct. Billy West. Billy West. But I will double check. Double check. Because we only want the facts, or at least the facts the internet provides for us for the show. It was. Just give me a break. Yeah, it was Billy West, and, Billy he, was West. Also, and he was also Roger I the bully. He was, he, he was Roger the bully. Yeah. Do, do, so uh, he was bullying himself. So I, I saw I saw uh, uh, an image from Twitter for. Do you remember? You made me too young for for this. When I was a kid, um. Tiger Electronics made handheld video games, mm-hmm. and by video games, that's a light light. No, word. no, 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 no. <laughs> that's a light word. They're just kind of LCD images that would you could kind of quasi control on yeah. a button, and they had the squiggle lines yeah, to squiggle represent lines, your right, character exactly. And like, you know, there was a colorful background or a background of the arena that you were participating in or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'll show this picture now of this one. So it's a Doug game. And so I was like, oh, Doug is cool. I like that. And then I noticed the two buttons for it. <laughs> one of them says faster. Yep. And the other one says Doug. So I'm assuming faster means running faster. Yes. Or, sure. or, or I guess riding his skateboard faster. Faster or whatever. He, you know, moving faster. Which I, I don't usually think of Doug and skateboards, but whatever. I, however, um, what does the Doug button do? <laughs> I mean, is that his power? His power is just a Doug. Is that? Is that? <laughs> he's got a Dougie. He's got a Dougie. I just, <laughs> I saw that and I was like, well, I have to. Sh- that's a that's shareable on the show. I have to talk about Doug. Yeah. So yeah, so he Dugs. I don't know why he Dugs. Um, I want to talk about weird anxieties. Okay. Uh, real quick. Um, because I had one today, and I had a weird, irrational thought. And then I thought about my behavior during it, and I do this all the time. I don't know about you, but when I am getting gas at the gas pump, and if there's a car in line to get fuel after me, I don't fill up my tank. Hmm. Which is weird. And do you know why I don't fill up the tank? I'm curious now because I think it takes too long and I want the people behind me oh, to oh. have a turn because I, because yep. I feel like they're secretly judging me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, why is this guy taking so much time? I'm kind of that way about crossing like the street. Like when like if a car is waiting on you right. and like you have the crosswalk, I will, I will speed up. Right. Because I'm like, Oh, well they're being nice enough to let me cross. Let me not take my I, time. I, I don't know why I would, I like, I just have this. It's just I. I was getting gas today, and the, the you know it's Saturday, and all the pumps were were busy. And I managed mm-hmm. to find one. I waited on to get it, get to it, and I don't think anything of the guy pumping the gas in front of me. But when I'm pumping the gas, the people behind me, I'm just like, yeah, I should not hurry up and waste their time. I mean, I, I have a right to fill up the tank, and they're always telling me not to. Yeah, but I'm like. How much gas is enough for, to get me to the next time I need to get gas? Yeah. And so I got to a reasonable level, which probably would have been like if I waited another minute, I could fill up. But I still like think I'm saving them time. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I have like deep anxiety about that. <laughs> it's 
the weird thing to have the weirdest thing to have anxiety about. Yeah. It's just it's just crazy. I don't know. I don't know. But you know what make me happy? What's that? Hats. Hats. <laughs> I don't wear hats. Do you wear hats? Are you a hat guy? Sometimes it's been a while since I've worn one. Are you? What kind of hat are you? Are you a ball cap guy? Ball or? cap. Ball yeah, cap. yeah. Because I got that X Men cap. That's right. You do have the X Men cap. And then I've got a, a few other caps. I got I'm, an A and W. I am jealous of hats and people who can wear hats because I feel like I have a bulbous head, and so hats on me, for me, like they probably look fine to everyone else in the world. But again, but you know how you have that, you know how I perceive things. Yep. So when I look like when I'm wearing the hat, it just makes my head look like, like no hat fits me. Like you'll, you'll get a free, like here's a free ball cap. And like, I have to stretch it all the way to the end to make it fit my bulbous noggin. And so, um, look, my family has big heads. It's just the way it is. Hmm. And, uh, I also have, you know, thick hair. So there's that too, especially yeah. when it was long. It was, uh, I, I don't know. But, um, However, sometimes hats make me feel good. And I stumbled upon this fellow um, on Twitter. He has a a uh, TikTok, and it's a it's a fellow who really likes hats. And you can follow him on TikTok. He's a um, greedy peasant, and uh, definitely follow him. I did because uh, I want him to bring joy to everybody. But I wanted to share this clip of uh, him and his hats with everybody and i apologize if you're listening to this via audio i will post the link uh to the video in the show notes but because you should you should watch him and his yeah, hats definitely but uh if you're watching it on youtube you which you can um uh, definitely uh check it out so we're gonna watch that guy hi everyone during the plague i bought a lot of hats in an attempt to make myself feel better and it really did work. But I thought today is a great opportunity for me to show you some of my collection. All of the hats we're going to talk about today are from the same company called San Yorkos. And this is not an ad. They don't know that I exist. But I have really bought a lot of hats from them. I am going to put my hair up in pink curls because the hats tend to fit better that way. And then I'll be right back. We're going to start off strong with this first hat, which I just love. I added these tassels, of course. Gorgeous. This is one of my favorite shapes of hats because it fits on the noggin really well. So this is the hat. And then I just added this ruffle. And really, that's the easy part. And I have a little confession to make. I bought two of this exact same hat. So one has the ruffle and then one has the tassel. And I don't even know why I did it. This is that same hat, but in tan. I added these horns. I sewed them on crooked, but I think they still make a statement. This is one of their pillbox styles, which I love. This actually used to be a medieval spider peasant hat, but he got an um he got a different hat. We had to turn off the green curtain effect for this one, but I think it is worth it. This is $13.50, and it's this cute little green straw hat. I don't even know if I'm wearing it right. This is how it looks on one side, and then this is how it is on the other. I love it. It really gives me height which I need. This hat is currently out of stock, but when they have it back, it's only $15. I added these tassels to it and our lives have never been the same. For a medieval spider peasant, we use that same dome felt hat. And then I just stretch the mask over the hat and it really seems to do well. 
and I can actually see. You may have noticed that I've gotten a little obsessed with this $1.50 crocheted beret. I think it is so nice and it's very comfortable. This is another one of those dome hats, but this one, you might be able to tell I added some horns to it. That's, that's separate. It doesn't come with the horns. And you know, I just felt like it needed it. I believe they call this one the Juliet cap. It's very lightweight. I bought two of them and I use one as the base of my veil. This straw hat is $18 and I just think it is the sportiest little thing. I should add a tassel. This is our final hat for today and it's one of my favorite. I just love the shape. For me, it's giving me hairdo. Like the hair has been parted and it's like, ooh, like, I mean, or it's like hills little trees. Wouldn't that be nice? Thank you everyone for going on this journey with me. This was a cry for help. What a great, yeah. What a great, so, it's so much fun. Hey, Cause what surprises me is that he's very, I like, here's, here's what I love about this, this, this fella is that I believe he's earnest and real. I don't yeah, think like you can tell that the just some, having a good time. Right. But sometimes you, you can on TikTok, uh, you can, people are doing things for a joke. Mm. I generally want to believe this guy loves these hats. I mean, I think so because that's a lot of effort to go through. Like, cause I assume that they, that he made these outfits. Like that's like, right. Right. Like, you do like not, he, you don't just make these outfits to go with those right. hats. He bought hats and then added things to these hats and then shared it with the world. But what floored me and just it floored me, like made me laugh because it's it's funny. I think I think he knows it's funny. Yeah. Um, And but like I, I'm not laughing at him. I'm laughing with him. I think it's yeah. like it's it made me feel good to see. God, he, he looks so damn earnest and joyful. But the outfits, he had an outfit for every hat. Yep. Every single one. <laughs> I just like, hmm. Now, wait, what? Which one's your favorite outfit? Oh, I like, I like the the one, the last one with the horns, where he said the horns didn't come up with this one. <laughs> the horns don't come with this one. That one's a good one. But like, like, we, like the, any the, of us the, are questioning that the horns came with yeah. this hat. That's a good one. Although the Spider Man one is up there. The Spider Peasant was fantastic. Why isn't he in the next like Doctor Strange movie? Yeah, I like he suddenly Spider Peasant. Should, I I think he should be. I yeah. I think he should be, or you know, or at least like into the Spider Verse. Yeah, stands alongside uh, Andrew Garfield and absolutely, abs. I'm I'm all for that. Yeah, I'm definitely all for that. Um, I should have said at the top of the show, but I forgot to. But uh, <laughs> hey, you should uh, listen to us uh, if you listen to us on any podcast app, uh, you, which you can't Spotify, Google, or the rest of them. You can rate us and. Uh, uh, write a description of how much you like the show. That would help. Uh, rate and review it. It's great. Um, you can uh, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tuesdays with Scotty and uh, talk to me and tell me what you want to see on the show. Uh, uh, tell me how you like the show. and Because uh, I'm on it and we'll talk about it. Caleb might be on too. He might talk to you. Who yeah. knows? I don't know. I don't know. And um, then you can look at us on YouTube at youtube.com slash Mopcast Network and see all our shows, including this one. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we're going to cut to my interview with Jared and uh, maybe learn something. I did. It was fun. Yeah. There are many spray deodorants for families who don't do much, but active families need active protection. 
active families need, new Arid Action Spray. The new spray deodorant that gives you deodorant protection that won't wear out all through your active day. Just one spray of new Arid Action Spray gives you one, two, three, three action deodorants in every spray for protection that won't wear out. Won't wear out during anxious moments. Won't wear out all day. Won't wear out when you need protection the most. Remember, some families can use any spray, but your active family needs more active protection. So protect them with new Arid Action Spray for deodorant protection that won't wear out. Yep. So I'm here with Jared Budlong, who is a longtime friend of mine. We've known each other for years. And... Uh, he recently admitted something to me personally that um, I'm not ashamed to say out loud. I'm I'm a I'm a little shocked, and he's agreed to uh, talk to it about us today. This uh, I would call this an important life step. Yeah, perhaps a change in your life. Yeah. Something something personal that something you, you truly believe in. Something that I, I I had to talk to my 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 wife and my kids about before you know I made it public. So, um, and, and you haven't done many interviews? No, no, not, not to this, to this day. Uh, I have not. So, uh, I'll let, I'll let you, when you're comfortable, tell, tell everybody what you told me. My name is Jared and I'm running for the position of governor in Alabama as an independent. Two questions. Yep. One, is this a joke? No. 100% not a joke. Two, are you crazy? Uh, a bit. Uh, that's <laughs> I keep hearing that regularly from uh, pretty much everybody I tell. So what same pe person decides that they want to run for governor? Outside of, outside of the, seriously, outside of people that, that a, have a shit ton of money mm -hmm. um, or have been accumulated to politics for their entire career. Any so. bit more than I have. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, but, you know, it's. It's it's seen as in every state, especially our state, it's a stepping stone. I've been a senator, I've been a mayor, right. I've been a, I'm going to be governor, mm -hmm. and uh, you have none of that. Nope. Which I'm not knocking. But yeah, no, no, we got we got to be honest. Yeah, we're confirming. It. No, we're confirming. no, pre no previous political experience. So, so uh, for me, what's the moment that you wake up and say, "I'm going to run for governor"? Um, that was a different moment than waking up and knowing I wanted to run for something. Um, that moment happened in October of 2021 when our current governor decided, well, the, the whole legislature, because she just approved it, but they approved spending some of our COVID relief funds on building new prisons. Yes. Uh, and that was the moment that I woke up and said, huh, it's worse than I thought and started digging into, you know, the various bills, the, the overwhelming number of bills that are being proposed in our legislature um, and realizing that I don't agree with most of them. But the worst part was that I didn't find any candidates who aligned with how I feel. So um, I started looking into ways I could give back to the community and try to make those stepping stones. And none of the ones that were currently up for election resonated with things that I felt comfortable doing. Um, so instead of waiting, um, I'm running for governor. <laughs> Again, crazy. Yeah, a bit. I mean, you're. I mean, like I said, I've known you for a very, very long time, and so when those were my two first thoughts, literally mm -hmm. when I saw the message, "Hey, I'm running for governor," 
as this joke <laughs> is jared drunk and, and, and then, is he mess it's not april 1st right right so because like i mean people joke about it all the time it's like i'm gonna run for, or they get mad about something right. in the run so this is genuine I, yeah. I mean i believe you want to run for governor uh you have and we talked a little bit of this off mic and I, and I want everyone to understand the how much this deck is stacked against you yeah it's so crazy how hard they make it for the average citizen who like you want to do right right to run to serve their serve their their citizenry serve mm -hmm. their state yeah so the the code of alabama that governs getting yourself on the ballot was written at least at in for written at first in 1975 and has been you know updated and amended because that's that's how things work but it was written in 75 and they require a third of the electorate to sign a petition saying they think you should be on the ballot and i don't i don't disagree with that as a premise like i get um that we shouldn't have 3000 people on the ballot because that's uh overwhelming to for people on a on the voting day right if you come in and your ballot has three thousand people running for governor like how would you make that decision so some type of cutoff completely understand um the frustrating part is that those fifty-two thousand signatures give or take uh can only be done in paper form because 1975 um the the official documentation doesn't actually say it has to be paper uh but when I reached out to the secretary of state and their legal team, they said, we've never done digital. Don't send in digital. It will probably be disqualified. And I asked why, and they couldn't give me a good reason. They just said, we haven't done it and we can't read the code to allow digital signatures. So don't do it. So why do you think that's the case? Just because they, do you think it's, do you think it's like this state? I mean, I, I've lived in Alabama most of my life. And when I, when I, when I did and was West Virginia, when I, Went went to college, right? And so, so in forty four years, let's say forty of it, I've been here, right? Give or take. And um, this state is known for technology. We we make rockets. Yep. But when it comes to technology, like you know, to the, the state level, we're kind of backwards. Yeah. And a lot of our and archaic and a lot of our thinking. So, for better or worse, I have the ability to see from other people's perspective i think it's a good thing uh sometimes it's a it, it hinders me because i can give people too much credit but i can see from their perspective they've never done digital before so they don't know how it would pan out so like i if they if they truly haven't been sent digital signatures in the past i can see from a legal perspective them saying hey we've never accepted digital before we have no idea if that would work and in their head, they would probably get thrown out. So, like, I can see that. The pessimistic side of me is it's not been updated since 1975 to hinder other people from applying or from uh, putting themselves on the ballot. Well, I mean, you've got that, too. We're also in the age of where, where, where a, a good portion of this country do not believe the presidential election was valid because of voting error frauds and, sure. and all that stuff, which whatever you believe, I, I, I tend to believe a different way. Right. I, I mean, I think we're dumb enough to vote whoever we voted in and dumb enough to elect, you know, to, to put the other guy on the ballot too. Right. So, I mean, yeah, I don't, <laughs> nothing that we, if we believe in this system that we have, uh, our system has looked into it, meaning, you know, the, the, the courts that we trust have looked into it and not found any 
significant voter fraud or uh, interference is probably a, a good right. word for it. So, you know, are there people that try to influence the election through voter fraud? Sure. Um, the ones that have been found aren't on this or are on the same side of the ones complaining about voter fraud. How so much, so I, do you think the worry is also that, you know, um, if we allow digital signatures, um, you know, Skynet can 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 create as many signatures it, need, it needs. Um, I so don't I can, think that. I can I can I can I can make a program to make enough signatures to get what I need. So the way the law is written, the state reserves the right to review every signature and compare it to the uh, signature they have on file. So the, which would be digital. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good point, Scotty. Uh, I bet you one you've made. Yeah, uh, which would be digital. Yeah. Um, I, I'm still looking into it, but somebody pointed out a document from the Alabama uh, Secretary of State website, I believe, that lays out how you can fill out some of their paperwork digitally. And it just, it's just that extra. We're looking into it. Anyway, uh, oh, so the, the ballot petition, if I pull one out, that's blank. So we don't give people's information on an interview. Um, so you have to put in first name, last name, uh, your date of birth address city and then your signature and as i understand it they care the most about this and will use this information to look up what that should look like so the signature is the thing they care about the rest of the info is what they use to so verify I, the signature. I, I just know something and like i said i've never done this process and you may not even know this answer but this yep. this this document says oh, yep, specifically sorry. alabama ballot access access petition for independent candidates is mm -hmm. there an alabama ba ballot access petition for democrats uh, no, it's because Democrats are by default. And Republicans are by default. So, so they get third party is another one. So, okay. if you wanted your party to be on the ballot, you would do a different. Petition. Okay, so there's so that's interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, there's currently a the Libertarian Party is currently trying to do the same thing I am. Okay, so, and they, from what they say, they have um, at least that's the, at the time of this recording. Right, uh, they have enough signatures to meet the qualifications, not knowing if they will be invalidated but they've they've got more than the fifty thousand or fifty two thousand oh, oh, i wonder how many so. people are just trying to just invalidate to invalidate so, uh so you know that's a concern for sure that's definitely a concern because yeah. i don't trust anything uh <laughs> i hate to be i hate to be this negative about this but i just don't trust anything it's just so yeah when it comes to the government <laughs> so when it when it comes to the digital signatures that's the frustrating part for me is in theory you could you could ask questions by tapping into the right database to verify an identity on top of having a signature, just like you do when you um, you go check your credit report and they're like, hey, what's what address matches a history an ad and an address you've lived in? Right, right. Absolutely. Like, yeah. So you have to hit all those questions before they can say you are who you say you are. Like, let's let's do that and then take a digital signature as the last little. Sure. You guys want to look at the signature? Here it is. But like, literally, they answered all the questions like this is them. It's not. A random person I met in Fairhope at the Fairhope Arts and Crafts Festival who said they're a citizen and wrote their name down. Like right. I have to trust right now that these people actually live in our state. Right. I I don't know. Right. Because you can't check out ease. Like I mean, I guess I could, but I'm like that's it's already tough asking for a signature. Right. Like, hey man, can I see your ID? <laughs> let me get a. Can you hold it up and let me take a picture? <laughs> like I just want to verify you are who you say you are. Right. Uh. Yeah. It's tough enough, but we'll um, we will cross that bridge when we get there. I'm hoping to fill out enough paper signatures so that I don't have to fight this in court later. Right. That's the, that is the end result. If I go digital, I have to assume.
right. is that they'll invalidate it or say, hey, we're not going to accept it. And then I have to go, why? And they'll say, because. And then I say, cool, we'll see you in court. And let's do this. Right. And I don't want to do that because it's a waste of money. Um, um, well, I shouldn't say it's a waste of money. Could, it's money uh, I don't want to spend. Right. But you could usher in change, and that's good. So. Yeah. So, so find a pro bono lawyer. Uh, There's got to be someone you, who watches the show. Can I help this guy out? If you know a voting rights lawyer who knows about election law, specifically Alabama, get in touch because I would love to talk to you or them. There might be someone out there who could help. You yeah. never know. This, we, we are on the YouTubes. Yeah. You know, you know, someone's always might be interested. Make sure to use the right hashtags and keywords. Right? Absolutely. I don't Absolutely. think you can do hashtags on YouTube. You can. Yeah. yeah. But not in the, the tags are just tags. They're not hashtags. Yeah. And the right? tags don't yeah. really work. No. No, the tags are like, and they'll tell you when you, because I tag all our videos every week. And it's like, they're, they're, a lot of times you can tag misspellings and that helps. Mm -hmm. And because that's what I do a lot of misspellings. And, um, but you can do you can do all kinds of stuff, but they're like it's not really what they're looking for. It's like a it's like a tertiary or one after kind of gotcha. layer. Most everything they want is in the description and the um, title and the closed captions. Yeah, because they like if you do this is getting way off subject, but it's fine. No, no, this is Tuesdays with Scotty. Yeah, all right, you're right. There's uh, no, there's no subject. <laughs> the it's interesting because if you if you do a search for something that has an instructional video, like you will get a video result, but not just a video result. You'll get a, like a bookmark to the minute and second where they're talking about the thing that you want to know. So it's like, Hey, how do I tie uh, a Windsor knot for my, you know, my tie. And it's a YouTube series with, you know, 20 knots. It'll point you to the Windsor knot because they look into the closed captions and they're like, Hey, you know, Windsor knot It's at two minutes and 33 seconds. Watch here. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, so it's, it's more actually about content than it is yeah, the tags. Yeah, the tags right. are helpful, but right. not. It, it's the similar thing with it's regular website SEO. It's an extra chore SEO. for me when I do it. It's like, oh, yeah. I do this. Yeah. Extra chore. But I don't know if it helps, but, yeah. you know. It's not hurting. No, no, it's not hurting. Well, outside yeah. of the labor that it takes yeah. to think of them and put them it, in. But. It's just time. <laughs> it's just time. And I'm already there. So time is money, right? Right. But, I'm, again, I'm already there. So yeah. time is. You know, if time was money, I'm losing a lot. <laughs> Of both, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so let's get to the meat meat of the, of this. Yeah, um, you you wake up, you want to run. You see you you well, wake up, you see this problem. Mm -hmm. Where uh, the legislature signed by Governor Governor I, who and I also disagree with this, using our COVID funds to build prisons. Now I understand. Look, I I am I am for one one of the one of the few things I believe that in and change is that I think prison reform is huge. I think, I think the way we currently have prisons, prisons should be set up like other countries where I actually believe in rehabilitation instead right. of just retribution and revenge. instead of punishment, punishment. Yep. Yep. And so, and I, I'm surprised that people are surprised that when you, when you, you hold a, a bunch of human beings in terrible conditions, they don't come out better better yeah they come out worse worse or the same and poorer right right and so and and then you continue to harm the person because they they've committed a crime well you know, like the idea of prison is that you pay your you do uh that is what we've been told but that, if you believe in this country <laughs> that's one of the things that yeah. you know you 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 paid your due right you're a citizen again mm -hmm. welcome to it but it's never that case no no it's never you're it, your, your your life is unless unless you have again affluence or some money if you have means you, you have can me recover from you, that uh that exit and be, re be, what is it re-entering as a citizen or re 
Oh man, acclimating is a cinema. No, there's a there's a phrase for people who come out of prison, and well, I, I wrote it down, but I don't remember what it that's is. That's fine. It's well. fine. But becoming a citizen again, because in most places, when you're in prison, you are no longer a citizen. Right. You can't vote. You can't. You don't have. You don't have normal rights, and and a lot of times, most states, when you leave prison, you you don't get voting rights back. Uh, you should. You're, you're supposed to, and by, legally, from a federal level, you're supposed to. Um, places like Florida uh, have h- hidden it as best they can right. by implementing laws like, oh, you have to pay all of your fines and fees before you get your voting rights back. Right. It's like, hey, by the way, you've been in prison for ten years. You don't have a job, or if you do, you're paying. You're gonna pay fifteen or twenty five cents an hour, right? And you owe you know, $10,000. So by the way, when you get out, you're now, uh, you're, you're marked with a mark of shame for having been a criminal. Right. So you're not going to get, you're not going to get a good job unless you already had prerequisite. Yeah. Unless you're Martha Stewart. (laughs) (laughs) Or a fine example. Cause she, 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 she did federal time. Right. And she, she got off easy Mm -hmm. and she, uh, got out and and maybe, and and she spun it and and continued her career out of it. Right. So, I mean, Uh, so, I actually think more people should be able to do that. I agree. <laughs> like you, I agree. You go in, you, uh, it gets down to what the purpose of incarceration should be. Mm-hmm. And what everybody thinks it is, is, you know, going in, doing your time and getting back out. The problem is we are not helping people get out of the situation that put them in prison in the first place. So right. there's, we're not going to, um, I believe it's called root cause analysis, I think is the word, but it's like, hey, why did they end up there? Like, what what was it? Like, let's say it was, um, let's say it was murder, like, like, like murder. Shouldn't do it. Uh, yes. Okay. Well, why did they murder them? Oh, they were, it was self-defense because, you know, the person was attacking them and, or, you know, sexual assault, whatever it is. Right, I, don't, I don't know what, what's kosher right, to bring but, up, but yeah. like, uh, trigger warning. Sorry. Um, that situation I'm not saying they shouldn't go to a place that is separated from society because they just murdered somebody like that, that, that requires some separation, but it's not for punishment. It should be for healing. (laughs) Like they, they, out of a fit of passion, defended themselves and ended up ending a life. So in my head, like that, that requires therapy and healing, not being stuck in a But you also think our system is set up to, to see the fact that, oh, this was self-defense or the, right. But it, it, it doesn't happen that way. No. Always. I mean, you well, know, I would say almost ever. Right. And then there's, oh, man, we can go in because our, our prison system is based on a, a extremely outdated, like 1600s Pennsylvania Puritan way that they did prisons. So our modern prison system, not the jails, but the modern prison system, as I understand it, uh, came about 1860s. Yeah. Really odd timing let's say right so you know and that's when a lot of um loitering laws and other oh we're talking we're not we're talking jim Crow, so we're talking later than that so well because because a lot of stuff happens after 1866 but i'm talking mm-hmm. about the prison system itself so the prison system modern prisons mm-hmm. start coming around that but there's based on the so pennsylvania had these had these really draconian Jail, yeah. So jail and prison are two different things. No, no, you, but, but 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 they're they're the 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 basis the the basis the foundation like the like the, 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 the way sy- they handle you, people coming right in. the system gotcha. the system okay. the system came out of this gotcha okay. where they you know that's where um, uniforms came from um, 
they used to march pr- prisons and prisoners in lockstep. So you would, you you'd put one hand on the, the, behind you. They, they kept you from sunlight. They blinded you, you know, like, you know, like put bags over your head and stuff. Right. So you, you couldn't, you deprived you of sunlight. It's horrible. So this is like 1600, 1700s, that kind of, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, like when, when the country is being founded, all that stuff gets kind of implemented into post, you know, reconstruction, right. Reconstruction, post reconstruction era. So, um, kind of wait i know too much about this stuff it's like it's terrible i went on a deep dive about it back when i in college but again because i th- i believe in prison reform there's two things i strongly there's a lot of things that i strongly believe but two things and i'm really political but this is my show i get to yeah. be political but there's things i i strongly i like i think we need to take a little look at the 13th amendment uh yeah the one that that most uh most people that look like me are told that it abolished slavery, but it doesn't. But it doesn't. Literally in the text. In the text, it says we abolished prison, ex- uh, ex- slavery, slavery, except in prisons. Yeah, did I say prisons? I mean, anyway, well, well, we, uh, uh, slavery is abolished except for punishment as a crime, crime when right. duly convicted. Right, so right, so right, right. So, so yeah. it's like, so, so you go to jail. Yeah, you can be a slave. Yep. And that's so. To me, are, are we the land of the free? As as we're told, I would say no. I would say no either, but because we can't be because we have this Thirteenth Amendment right. that's that was poorly worded at the beginning. I get the uh, idea. I'm, I'm I don't think, know that it was poorly worded. I uh, think it was worded that way on purpose. purpose. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, like I, I, absolutely. That was intentional. There's absolutely. no way that There's goes no way. that far absolutely. without being intentional. I don't know why. Uh, I'm not. Look, I'm not calling for the repeal of the Thirteenth Amendment. I'm just like, hey, look, we should we should amend the part where we we should be against slavery. Yeah, all forms. A hundred percent. There are some states currently trying to do that. So right. Colorado did it a couple of years ago. And in my uh, my process of running for governor, uh, my original pitch was going to be, let's abolish slavery in the South for the first time. <laughs> Guess what? Alabama abolished slavery in 1901. Technically. <laughs> On paper, the Constitution from 1901 abolished slavery. <laughs> Technically. Makes, right, that makes sense. Now, they left, uh, they left it open with... Um, involuntary servitude so right. know, we have that still uh and if you put in enough potential to commit crime into law then you can just become a lifelong involuntary servitude which is close enough to slavery for me right so uh, i call it so if you visit my website mm-hmm. uh i'm calling it modern day slavery because that's what it is uh if if you're going to bring people in put them in a situation where they can't get out of the system realistically and pay them, if anything, twenty-five to seventy-five cents an hour in Alabama. I'm calling it slavery. Right. That's what I'm going to do. Like that's close enough for me. I, mean, <laughs> I don't think we disagree. But no, no. There I, might no. be people watching this that do, and no, no, you it, can message me, and we can chat about it. But absolutely, absolutely. Message him. <laughs> yeah. Message, message me, me too. I'll, I'll tell you what yeah. I feel. You can, and you, he'll pass it on to me. Um. So, so human rights causes are are, are big for you. Yes. Um, what else, what else should we know about you? So I think a lot falls under human rights that people don't, um, necessarily think about. So in my head, human rights is anything that lets a person continue to live and live a dignified life. So it's a wide scope. Uh, some people don't agree with everything that I would have to say, but I think everybody should have the opportunity to live and not die because they're poor. I agree. So, um, if you disagree, I I hate that for you because that I don't want to be in that mental state. Well, I mean, I mean, you know, there, there's some people 
who say this is a Christian nation and part of the Christian tenements is to, to care for the poor, uh, to sell everything you have right, and, and take care of <laughs> was, the poor. Right. So, 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 yeah. Um, you know, I, I think we do, we do, a, we have a poverty problem in the state. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a food drought yep. pro- problem in the state. Um, we have uh, terrible access to um, register to vote mm-hmm. voting because they just they changed it in seventeen. They redistricted in seventeen. They they redistrict and then they closed a bunch of offices so people couldn't get couldn't get IDs couldn't get IDs. And they were like, "Well, we need IDs to vote." Yeah. <laughs> oh, can't we, get them. We happen to close a bunch of DMVs in some very impoverished right. areas, right. but you know we're still going to require IDs. Right. So, yeah. It's so dumb. That's, so, it, that's a it's like a it's like a gotcha question that people ask. So like, well, what do you feel about voter IDs? And I'm like, I'm not opposed to voter IDs, but I think we ought to give them to people if they if yeah, they're a citizen. You're a citizen, like, right? See, like at, we're going to make people pay for at, them. At the end of the day, this the is, tax. at the end of the day, at the end of the day, this is what I believe. Yeah. Are you a citizen? Yes or no? Yeah, yes. You get all the rights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you have the rights. <laughs> you get the rights. That's that's what this country's about. You, right. We have them. Yeah. You get them. Yeah. <laughs> And not like, oh well, uh, I, I am a citizen, but I'm gay. Well, no, you get some. No, no, you you yeah. citizen. You right. get, get the rights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> all you get. I don't know why we're fighting for the rights. Uh, <laughs> because people are dumb. Um, <laughs> it is it is in our country's DNA. Absolutely. To not want to give rights to everybody. Right. No, because um, they feel they they feel feel it's taking away something from them. If we're all equal, then there's no such thing. I'm losing something. Right. I'm like no 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 we're all gaining something we, right. you know, we're all gaining well it's like um uh, so one of the things that I'm passionate about would be better education for our state because we're always in the bottom five it seems like uh, what's confusing to me is when people are opposed to free college free uh, government paid for you know whatever however you want to it's not actually free because somebody pays for it but us giving college education to our citizens. People are all up in arms. Like, you can't do that. That's, you know, my money, blah, blah, blah. But, like, they have no problem with K-12. Right. And, like, college is just an, an extension of the existing free education we offer people. Because we're 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 still in a – we're still in a – we're on that cusp of the age where our, our parents, if if our parents went to school, they paid their ways through school. And they did it with hard work. But, but again, school was, like, $6. <laughs> yeah. Right and and their house was like twelve dollars. I right. mean, I'm, I'm exaggerating, but it was not they, much. Right, but but you could have <laughs> yeah. you could have a part time job, get an apartment, right, and pay for school, come out with a decent career either in the public se- sector or in the private sector, right, and and live a decent life. You can't do that now, right? The, and and it gets harder and harder every year. Um, I mean, it is it is insane. The, right now, the housing market is insane. Mm-hmm. I don't know how anyone can buy a house right now. I don't. I don't know. I don't either. It is, um, I don't know enough about that market to speak. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, but, I'm not, no, but I'm it, just, you know, again, prices is, are soaring. I'm and, not asking. I'm not accusing you. Right? No, 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 no. I, I wanted to say something, but I'm not knowledgeable right. enough in it to say it. I'm with speculators kind of, buying everything up, it's usually what, how it's going in most of this country. The only thing I am aware of is at least three months ago, um, Zillow who is, you know, if you aren't familiar, is one of the largest search engines for houses. Absolutely. Right? So they, by by necessity, know what houses are available, what people are searching for, and where they're searching from. Right. Right? They have all that information. Well, there's another division of Zillow that buys houses. So they were buying houses in hot markets, buying up a bunch of them, waiting, 
and then selling one of them at a higher fee to raise the comps in the area. And then they would sell the others. Right. And like, if people want to flip homes, I, I wouldn't do it personally. Right. But if you want to do that as a, like you want to fix it up a little bit and resell it, then you do your thing. No, I, um, I but again, capitalism, I believe in it, but it fails. But it, the problem is when you have like, that's literally all they're doing is to resell it right. for more money. And you're keeping people from getting homes. Right. Like that. I don't, I, I don't, I can't. I actually have. So I know I'm not. Wait, no, no. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Come on in, Caleb. Come the, in. The unembodied voice. Yeah. Uh, so the, they'll see. They'll I, see producer Caleb. Before yeah. The show. I know the big. One of the bigger issues I've seen as well is that not just he is home, also a motor. Not yeah. Not not just homes, but trailers. Like the 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 places that are meant for the lower, you know, lower pay. Yeah. Here, lower here, income. Yeah. yeah lower, lower income. income. Here, here, here's a place Pe where you can afford yeah. to live. Right? But no, uh, people. Uh, the rich white people are buying the trailers as well and mm -hmm. just buying them to flip them and making it double, triple the price. Right. And now these people who were like, well, I was going to buy that, but now I got under, I got the rug pulled out from under me because somebody up, up bought it. Yeah. I was looking at, um, because of the, this is not Alabama related no. anymore, but uh, well, I mean, that is <laughs> again, but, yeah. again, yeah. Tuesdays with Scotty. I talk about where yeah. the hell I want to talk about. So, uh, there was a water crisis in Hawaii that not a lot of people were, were knew about. Mm -hmm. um, so the Navy was storing jet fuel in tanks from the 60s. And they had been warned several times, like, hey, these things are 60 years old, like leaks are a problem. And they put it off, put it off because they can. Uh, I'd rather buy another ship or build another ship yeah. than repair stuff we got. Right. So last year... Uh, there were major leaks that they tried to deny until people were getting sick and showing up in hospitals to the point where they had to start shipping water in for the citizens of one of the islands. And I don't remember which yeah. one, so I'm not going to state it because yeah. I right. don't want to be called wrong. But Hawaii. Uh, somewhere, one of the <laughs> islands in Hawaii. Uh, but they, I was looking at that, and then all of the... Um, a lot of the coverage moved on because they, they started fixing the water issue starting. But the... Uh, Native Islanders started talking about the, the housing market and the fact that the similar situation where people would move in and outbid the people who they've lived there for generations and they can't afford to, to still live there. And right. like they're, mm -hmm. they're having to move off their own Island because people are coming in and buying houses and raising rates. And like, yep. they don't, their lifestyle, their, the, the jobs they have, whatever can't keep up with that. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And it's, you know, it's, it's tough to see that happen. Um, I don't have a solution off hand. No, I'm not but, asking for solutions. Oh, no, yeah, no. I wish I did. But oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, it, it sucks to see. Um, but it's similar to the the situation that um, I, we were yeah, talking about with I, the, I think, the mobile homes. Yeah. Yep. I think we're headed toward another housing crisis like we had in 2008. Yep. And um, I, no, we, go ahead. People do not understand how close this country came to being Mad Max. Yeah. In 2008, I right? Mean, we were, I mean, money was almost worthless. Yep. And, mm -hmm. you know, so, I mean, I don't, I mean, it's how yeah. crazy that that got. Yeah. It came very close. Uh, the, I don't know that we will let it get. I say we, I don't know if mm -hmm. the, the federal reserve will let it happen. Um, they're, 
that's oh we're getting into we're getting into some crazy talk. we're getting we are getting crazy talk. yeah uh, but, it, but it's so i mean there there is just, they could just repeat what they did last time and bail them out <laughs> well so here's here's the crazy There's part a, but what we're paying for that cost now the, and yeah part we, of are. The we are that we have we now are. is part of a, is, is the ripple it's effect because of that bailout well, so here's part of the ripple effect. here's the crazy part right so there's a group of um lizard people <laughs> <laughs> when you was waiting yes. for lizard people yeah uh and this Again, is where, you're crazy because you, know, you weren't for right, governor <laughs> right so there is a group of or there are a group of modern economic theorists that are are proposing something called modern monetary theory and it accounts for the fact that we have a, a fiat currency, right? It's not worth anything technically, right? Right. It's not backed by any, any natural resource. It's just, we're the United States. It's yeah, our we, dollar. We like, left the gold standard a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. So if you, if you think about that and trace your money back, like the, the paycheck you get, no matter where you're at, if you trace it back far enough, it starts at the fed by just typing numbers in a, in a keyboard. Mm -hmm. Right. So, they can with with some limitations like money's like even fiat money ha isn't infinitely available right like at mm -hmm, some point right. it causes problems but there there is a lot more bandwidth to just put money in accounts than most citizens are aware of like they're they're proposing that they could do a lot more without actually causing immediate problems mm -hmm. um now you would have to balance that out with public sector jobs or something else to help you know to to justify the money mm -hmm. but they're like they could literally just go all right cool like uh healthcare done like yeah they don't have to take it from anywhere else they could just do it right and like that's the super frustrating part is like they, they could just fix it right they could yeah not not on not on state level because we don't make our own money in Alabama, right. but mm -hmm. yet, <laughs> uh, you know, when we succeed, <laughs> which is part of your platform, I know it's yeah. you're real big on that. We're, we're... <laughs> I'm kidding. No, <laughs> let, let me state emphatically and for the record, I am not trying to secede from the union. Uh, for our own union, be great, <laughs> man. No. We, we'd be so screwed up if we did that. So uh, there. Are, we we accept too much federal assistance. Yeah, we yeah. Couldn't Sece do anything. secessionists yeah. make me laugh every time I hear like Texas uh, and California. It, it reminds me of uh, so I'm from Fort Lauderdale originally, mm -hmm. and we well that doesn't that quality. <laughs> no, you got no. me. I don't. I don't have no. to have been. A, I, I don't have to be born here. Absolutely, because because I mean, um, it's a resident for mm -hmm. uh, seven or nine years. I think it's seven. Yeah, uh, I think it's seven years. Hey, do me a favor. Yeah, look up how long you have to be uh, a resident of Alabama before you can run for senator. Yeah, you know, I don't think it's very long. No, no, it's not. It's not very it's long. A, it's like a day. I think it's twenty four hours. Yeah, it's like a day. Because that's what Tommy Tommy real does. That's, yeah, that's why we have the coach in, yeah. as our uh, replace Doug Jones. I'm ninety nine percent sure. I'm pretty it's sure. A day. And before uh, I, I thought so too before, but since you mentioned it, it's funny. You can be a state senator, yep. be here a day, but you got to be here ten years or whatever yeah. to be governor. It's seven or nine, one of the two. I, I was looking at the chart earlier. Yeah, today. You look it up too. Yeah, that's I our it. producer. Yeah. Uh, Oh, so the, I bring up Florida because the the Florida Keys um, at one point tried to secede and become the Conk Republic. Yeah, uh, state <laughs> res, state resident residency for a day for uh, Senate for Senate and yeah. House of Representatives, uh, Governor and Lieutenant Governor seven years, Secretary of State five, Attorney General five, State Auditor, State Treasurer, and then yeah. So so to to have a 
government position in this state of, of some level, you have to be at least five years. But to be the representative of all the people for, yeah. for, for, for a day, 24 yeah. hours. Yeah, yeah. Just oh. move in the day before elections. Yeah. November 7th is moving day. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Tuberville did that. I swear, because yeah. he lived in, he was a Florida yeah, resident. Right. And then bought property over here. And I mean, he owns yeah. property here. Yeah. And, but, but he, he moved in. Yeah, he moved in to run. <laughs> and then he, on he top of that, couch and a bed. Yeah. And because, a coffee I mean, look, table. no offense. I'm I making mean, that up. Look, I, I voted for Doug Jones because we had to get Roy Moore away from everything. Uh, mm. um, <laughs> Everything right? and uh, everyone. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I was going to say everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Small with the, the little ones, especially. We had to get Roy Moore. Just away. send him out on the horse. And... Right. Send him on that. Just go. go. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I, he might like horses. I don't know. I, mm. I, am, I don't know him well enough to uh, say that. But I don't know him well enough, but I will say because I'm not running for anything. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. But, yeah, just be here for a day, and then you get unlimited term that. limits. And Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> But it was an easy race for him to win because a, a he's a football coach, right. so he's popping out Alabama, even as for he the wrong the, team because well, he had the R next to his name. Well, he had the recognition, he had the the name, money, and R. Yeah, and, and and Trump backed him. Yep. Yeah, that and helped. That helped because for some reason Trump, Trump is the new Republican Jesus. He's replaced uh, Reagan. Yeah. Right. I don't disagree. I mean, it's yeah. weird that he's yeah. like, like. So I, I feel like I should say something. Although we don't here. hear Trumponomics yet. So <laughs> Still Reaganomics. <laughs> Trumponomics. Oh my I have all the money you don't. I as Bigly. <laughs> bigly. I have all the Bigly money. I feel like I should say something. Um, I'm running as an independent, and that was partly out of necessity because of my timeline. But I am I'm thankful because I can actually just work with whomever wants to help our state. Right. Mm -hmm. um, it's frustrating when you talk to somebody in like the Democratic Party who you align with their 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 core, like what they're passionate about, what they're trying to fix on our state, mm -hmm. line a hundred percent. They can't they can't support me because the party will disown them. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like that's why I'm okay running as an independent. Because I'm like I I don't care if you if you're a Republican. And you're running for office, not as governor. If you're running for office, anything else. I got you, but I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, and you want to make a difference in our state, let me know. Like, because I, I want to make a difference for our citizens. And I don't care what party you're in, as long as you're trying to do good by our citizens. Yeah. Um, I haven't found a Republican that wants to do that, but I, you know, maybe I'm never know. In circles. Yeah, you never know. We've we've That's talked my open invite. <laughs> we've talked a lot about the negative side of the state. Sure. Yeah. But that being said, you and I and producer Caleb still live here. Yeah. And as as much as I am frustrated with our government mm -hmm. in the state, I love my state. Yeah, I do, too. Why do you love Alabama? Um, I generally I love the people that are here. Um, if we're talking about the like the the region slash, you know, like the fact like the Surrounding whatever you define it as. Yeah. Why do you love Alabama? Um, most of the time, I love the weather. It's wonderful most of the year. Um, it gets humid and gross, but I would prefer that over snow personally. Mm -hmm. um, I love the people here, generally speaking. Like they, the people you meet every day want to help people. And from what I hear, being in a, in a public, being a public persona now, when I, interact with people from other states they are surprised at how friendly we are and like i i just want us to be better taken care of as a whole um so like i i love 
our people. I don't know. Like I, I I'm not sure that answers your question. No, 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 no. Again, it's a, it's, 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 it's open-ended. It's open-ended. It's, it's again, I asked it well, for you. I yeah. Mean, I mean, for me, it's similar. Um, I, my roots are here. Um, I'm Puerto Rican Indian. I mean, we're, this is our land and I'm proud. I'm proud of, proud of, of what we as a tribe has accomplished, uh, uh worldwide, mm-hmm. not just in the state, but worldwide. Um, that that's a big part of it. I mean, I, I, I feel physically connected. Right. Um, I wholeheartedly agree with you that, um, the people of Alabama want to help. They, they're sometimes blinded about how they want to help. Mm-hmm. And when, when, again, you should help everyone, we don't t- typically try to do that. Right. Because sociologically, people are tribal. And so, yeah. so it's, I mean, the, we have, we, we're not going to fix that in an election cycle. Right. However, if we can get down to fixing ourselves, we can, helping ourselves, we can fix other things. But we got to fix ourselves first. Right. And, and that's something people don't, don't really think about. I think it's important that we bring in more industry into the state. Um, I think, honestly, because of our weather and our, the state's beauty, I think we should um, re-examine the the, um, the film tax credit yeah. mm-hmm. to make it more appealing for, for that industry to come in. Right. Because it's jobs for everybody, and it's it's a good industry. You look at Georgia. Look at yeah. Louisiana as, has had trouble with their tax incentive. I think it's coming back or it's back. I know um, – Anthony Mackey wants to build a studio there. So that means to me that they're working on their tax credit. Yeah. Uh, we have one. It's not great, but at least we have one. We didn't have one for the longest time. Right. Mm-hmm. It disappeared for a bit. Yep. Right. So, we're, yeah. so but productions are coming back. And, and just because I mean, look, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm in the media. I'm in the entertainment. I, that's important yeah. to me. Well, um, so, I mean, it's, there is a large group of people that when, when things look bad, they look down on artists and I don't understand it because every day we're interacting with art Mm -hmm. and I don't think people realize how much of our life is influenced by art in some fashion. Right. So, I mean, take uh, a microphone, right. Right. Um, An artist engineered this microphone. So like I, it's, it's not only pretty, it sounds great. I've heard your, your content previously and I've used these microphones before, but like they're good mics, they're good mics, but they're also, designed by somebody who puts thought and creativity into this thing. Um, we talk uh, stop signs. Like that's somebody designed that thing up. Now it's a uniform standard now. Sure. Whatever. But thought, the first somebody one. had to design it. Right. Um, if, if you can, can you imagine a day without having some type of music? Right. Like, like there's so much in our life that people don't think about as, as art. And they, they downplay the, that. And, when it comes to funding through like education, it's like, Hey, let's cut the arts. And it's like, no, <laughs> like no. we can't, we can't cut that. It's an integral part of this, humanity. This- we want two big, tall, cold frosty ones. Rich and creamy, big foamy head. Yeah. A and W root beer. Oh yeah. A and W. Oh, root beer. This is A and W root beer. It's got that frosty mug taste. It's special. Ooh, it's special. Pour yourself a frosty one. A&W Root Beer. Sometimes it's nice to drink alone.
Uh, so I'm joined now by Stephanie. Hi. Uh, from the cult movie Cantina. She's our lady of libations. I am. And uh, we are, of course, Caleb's back there. We know as he's been all episode. And so I want to tell you a story. And I'm going to tell you a story. Okay. And feel, I'm excited. And feel free to com- comment as we go along. All right. What if I told you that one early Christmas morning in 1945, a house fire broke out in a middle-class immigrant family family's home at, in West Virginia? Okay. Most of the family escaped, but five children never made it out. Or did they? Well, either they did or they didn't. <laughs> that's the that's, purpose. That's the mystery. That's I the know, mystery that's of the mystery. today's story. Hey, I've been to West Virginia. Weird shit happens yeah. in West Virginia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. Like bridges falling for no reason. Um, this How about is, the Mothman? Yeah, this, that's what I was. That's what I was. The Mothman to. will probably be a story on this one okay. day. But I wanted to start with this one. I think this is my favorite. West Virginia mystery. Okay. Because unlike the Mothman, there's this is more plausible. Yeah, this is more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, no offense to Mothman aficionados, and <laughs> I don't need the MIBs to show up and like right. erase my memory and whatnot. Okay, so we got a f- house fire in the '40s, and five kids may or may not. And have not survived. just the '40s. Christmas morning. Christmas morning. It's a Christmas morning fire. Right. Christmas morning. You fire. have a tragedy where you lose your children on Christmas morning. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. So here we go. George Sauter was born in Tula, Sardinia in 1885. Where's Sardinia? <laughs> Italy. Okay, thank you. <laughs> hey, I'm happy to help. <laughs> Sardines. <laughs> Where? Yeah, absolutely, right? absolutely. And he immigrated to the United States when he was just 13. He had an older brother who went along with him, but immediately turned back after he got to Ellis Island. He I was don't like, him. He just went to the U.S., said, here's my 13-year-old brother. Peace out. I'm going back to Italy. All right. Yeah. Um, he also would, um, also would never talk about why he left Italy. Okay. So don't know if he's looking for a better life or it's one of those Vito Corleone situations <laughs> where like some Don's trying to kill him and he's just like, he need to get out. He got to get out of, uh, Italy. He found work carrying water and supplies for, uh, to railroad workers in Pennsylvania. And a few years later he moved to West Virginia. He was a hard worker, smart, and he was very ambitious and uh, because of that, he started his own trucking company, which first hauled dirt for construction sites, right? then freight, and then finally coal, because West Virginia is known for its coal. He met Jenny uh, Cipriani at her father's store, the Music Box. Her family had come over when she was only three, so she had been in the country longer. Right. Uh, the two fell in love and married. They settled in Fayetteville, where they would have ten children jesus christ they were obviously catholic (laughs) probably so now fayetteville was a small appalachian town but it was had an active italian immigrant community take that as you will (laughs) (laughs) uh now they were all well respected uh, middle class family but let's just say george was opinionated okay Mm. he always had something to say about current events politics even business and it thought that he might have ruffled some fe- uh, feathers among the locals. Okay. Sometimes you just talk too much. In the fall of 1945, a gentleman who was looking for some hauling work walked to the back of the Sodder's house and pointed out two separate fuse boxes and said, this is going to cause a fire someday. 
which was odd to George since the, uh, they had just recently had the wires checked by the power company. Okay. Another time, a man tried to sell the family life insurance and was upset when George declined the offer. The salesman yelled, your goddamn house is going to go up in smoke and your children will be destroyed. You're going to pay for those dirty remarks you've been making about Mussolini. Oh, God. Oh. Wait. Were his he pro or con Mussolini? Anti-Mussolini. Okay. Oh, he was, he was, he so. was con Mussolini. Yeah. But apparently Fayetteville really liked him. Yeah, Mussolini. I guess so, yeah. All right. All right. The older Sauter's son saw someone watching the younger kids come home from school right before the holidays. Right. So parked outside the school, just somebody in a car watching little kids walk home. I see. Which, is, cre- which is creepy in its own right. Mm. So right after midnight on Christmas morning, everyone was asleep after the children had opened a few presents before bed. You know how kids are. I don't know if you... Right. No, Christmas. we always were allowed one on you Christmas one Eve. My mother only wanted to open Christmas presents on Christmas Eve. And so yeah. uh, that's a thing. We but, did, Yeah, we got to pick one for Christmas right. Eve. Right. The same thing you did with your kids? Um... No, I made the little bastards wait. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Kayla, how was your what were your Christmas traditions? Did you did you do a Christmas gift before? Uh, yeah, we'd open one the night before, and that that would be our thing. I yeah. got gotcha. you. That'd yeah. be we. I mean, we didn't. Mom until couldn't I got wait. Older. Mom still can't wait. She she does Christmas Christmas Eve. Yeah. Well, as I got older, we did our Christmas Christmas Eve because trying to navigate right. the girls with the boys and right. schedules. Mm-hmm. So right after midnight on Christmas morning, everyone was asleep, and the children opened uh, a few presents before bed. The telephone rang and woke Jenny up, who said an unfam- unfamiliar female voice asked for someone she did not know. She said, you have the wrong number, and, she h- and hung up the phone. Heading back to bed, she noticed the downstairs lights were on and the curtain open. The front door was unlocked, but it's 1945. I don't expect it to be locked. Right. Um, she, was, uh, she saw her 17-year-old daughter, uh, Marion, sleeping on the couch. She figured that the other kids were in their beds, uh, were in their beds asleep, and so she went to bed. She was almost asleep when she heard a loud bang on the roof, then a rolling noise. An hour later, she was awakened by heavy smoke pouring into the room. George and four of the children managed to escape. Marion, um, their two sons, 24-year-old John and 16-year-old George Jr., and the two-year-old Sylvia, who was in her crib in their pa- and, and George and Jeannie's room. Right. Uh, they all got out. George sought the other four kids, 14-year-old Maurice, 12-year-old Martha, 9-year-old Louis, uh, and 8-year-old Jeannie, uh, and 5-year-old Betty, um, uh, were trapped in the two bedrooms on either side of the house, separated by a staircase that was now engulfed in flames. Now, the, that's nine kids. They had an older son who was in the Army at the time. Okay. So that's, that's, yeah. that accounts for the 10 children. Okay. Um, so house is on fire. The staircase is engulfed. George tried to get the kids out. Couldn't get the kids out. Right. So he go, he couldn't get them from the inside, but he tried to go outside. But the ladder he kept at, kept out back was missing. Oh, my God. He then tried to get his two coal trucks and move them to the side of the house so he could climb in and get the kids out. But neither one of them would crank. Oh, shit. Um, Marion sprinted to the nearby neighbor's house, and she called the fire department, but couldn't get an operator to respond. Another neighbor who saw the fire made a call from a nearby tavern, but again, no operator responded. Oh, God. A third neighbor tried to track down the fire chief who activated Fayetteville's fire alarm system, which was this. It's a phone tree system where one firefighter would call another, then call another, then call another. The fire department was two and a half miles away, but the crew didn't arrive until 8 a.m. By then it was too late. The Sodder's home was nothing more than a pile of smoldering ash. A brief search of the grounds later uh, that day turned up 
no remains. The fire chief suggested that the fire was so hot that it could have completely cremated the bodies. A state police inspector combed the rubble and declared faulty wiring was the case of the fire. And the coroners issued five death certificates attributing the cause to to fire or suffocation. Because there are no bodies, they've not right. shown, so mm-hmm. they, they assume they were cremated. But things weren't really adding up. Were the Sodder children alive? So here's some odd things about the case. Uh, Jeannie Sodder, Sodder uh, being a grieving mother and who believes her kids are missing, right? Conducted some ex- private experiments, and these are no, not she's not a scientist. She's just a grieving mother doing her mm-hmm. thing, and so she, but. Um, so this is what she did. She conducted private experiments on on burning animal bones, chicken, beef joints, pork chop bones, to see if the fire consumed them. And each time, there was bones left. Right. She also knew that the household appliances that were in the house that were burned were still identifiable. Uh, an employee at a crematorium told her it takes about two hours to cremate a body at 2,000 degrees. The Sodder's home was only destroyed in 45 minutes. Right. It takes a while. And also, there's usually, and I know this because I used to work yeah, in the you, funeral you business, there's usually some bone left that they have to grind. Right. I'm just, I'm just You're saying. You're right. So. A telephone repairman told the Sodders that their phone lines looked like they were cut, not burned. Um, the baby Sylvie, uh, Sylvia found a hard rubber object in the yard um, a few days later, and Jeannie remembered hearing the thud on the roof and the rolling sound. George thought that it could be part of a napalm pineapple bomb that was used in World War II. Oh, wow. Then there were the sightings. One woman who operated a tourist shop between, a tourist stop between Fayetteville and Charleston, and tourist stop is an old-timey fancy word for rest rest stop. Like a rest stop. Like a rest stop. Maybe have like a little diner to it. at uh, Fayetteville and Charleston claimed to serve them breakfast. There was a car with with Florida license plates at the stop, too. A woman at a Charleston hotel said she saw them after a local newspaper ran the children's photos. She said the kids were with two couples of Italian extraction, but the entire party registered at the hotel and stayed in one large room with several beds. She tried talking to the kids, but the man refused to let let her talk to the kids. They left the next morning. Hmm. In 1947, the Sodders wrote the FBI uh, to help them in their investigation. They did receive a letter from J. Edgar Hoover himself, who declined saying it was a local matter, but if the local authorities wished to investigate, the FBI would come and help. The fire and police declined the investigation. The Sodders then hired a private investigator who found out the insurance man who threatened George Sodder was a member of the coroner's jury that deemed the fire accidental. He also had another story of a local minister who discovered a heart in the ashes and hid it inside a dynamite box and buried it at the scene. The box was located, and it was discovered that it wasn't a heart, but a beef liver that was untouched by fire. The Sodders heard that the fire chief had said that the liver was in the rubble, not in a box, and was hoping that it would placate them into stopping the investigation. Oh, my God. So there's like, mm. here, you <laughs> here's some evidence of your poor children. Yeah. But it's a beef liver. Yeah, but, you know, they were thinking like, hey, they won't know. Mm. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> this, yeah. There's a big size difference right. between a beef liver and a human liver. Right, but, but, they, no, but then they thought it was a heart. They didn't think it was a liver. Oh, wow. Okay. Over the years, tips would come in uh, about the children. George saw a newspaper photo of school children in New York City, and he was convinced that one of them was his daughter, Betty. 
He drove to Manhattan, found the child's parents, but they refused to let George speak to her. Oh, my gosh. Which makes sense to me. If a crazy guy knocks on your door and says, hey, I need to speak yeah. to your son because I think he's my son, you would be like, oh, no. <laughs> uh. No. Yeah. In 1949, the Sodders held another... Uh, another investigation on the site, this time with pathologist from a pathologist from D.C. named Oscar B. Hunter. The scene was thoroughly dug, gone through. They found coins, a burned dictionary, and strangely several shards of vertebrae, which were sent off for analysis. Now, wait a minute, coins? Yeah, damaged, that didn't melt. Yeah, damaged coins. They were they were the melt. Yeah, but you know what I mean, right? Like so, and they they think. Mm, mm. I'm just saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Mystery. It's very, yeah. The report come back that it was possible that the bones belonged to Maurice, the oldest boy, but the strange thing was there was no evidence that they had been exposed to fire. The house was only on fire for 30 to 45 minutes, so they would expect to find full skeletons, not pieces of vertebrae. Right. The report concluded that the bones most likely were in the supply of dirt that George used to fill the house basement to create a memorial for the children. Then the investigation was closed, and that didn't deter the Sodders. They erected a billboard along Route 16 offering a award for any information that would help them find the children. So the billboard was there for years, and right. it's got it's got the kid, kids' pictures on it. And it had, you know, uh -huh. At first it was like for $5,000, and they were up to $10,000. More tips would come up, but they never panned out. Mm. 23 years after the fire. Okay, so now we're in the... What, 70, 1970s? 60s. We're in the 60s. Late 60s. Late 60s. Okay. Uh, 23 years after the fire, so that's 68. Yeah. Um, 23 years after the fire, the Sodders found an envelope in the mailbox that was addressed to Jenny. There was no return address, but had a Kentucky postmark. Inside was a photo of a man in his mid-20s. On the back of the note, it read, uh, Louis Sodder, I love Brother Frankie, uh, Little Boys, L-I-L Boys, A90132 or 35. The man, the man looked like Lewis, who was nine at the time in the fire, so it could look like yeah. he could be Lewis now. So he favored Lewis. Right. Uh, they hired another private investigator and sent him to Kentucky. The private investigator never returned. <gasps> wow. George died a year later. Uh, Jeannie erected a fence around her property and began adding rooms to her home, trying to keep out the outside world. So she pulled a Winchester. <laughs> Okay. She wore black exclusively as a sign of mourning until her own death in 1989. That's when the billboard finally came down. Oh, my gosh. The last of the Sodder children, Sylvia, died uh, last year in 2021. And the family's never gave, given, um, gave up looking for the children as the story has grown into legend and they have theories of their own. So, did the local mafia fail to recruit George? And then do something to the house or the children. Right. Did the local mafia fail to extort George? Were the children children kidnapped by someone they knew? Uh, they may have not even survived the night. They were questioning if it might be Lewis uh, in the photograph. The family's Christmas lights stayed on through the beginning of the blaze. This would not occur if it was truly an electrical fire. Right, right. And people in town claimed they saw the missing children in a vehicle the night of the fire. Right. Stacy Horn uh, did a segment for National Public Radio in 2005 on the 60th anniversary of the tragedy, theorizing that the kids perishing in the fire is the most plausible. The house went up in, f in a half an hour to 45 minutes, but it was left smoldering for hours. Um, 
that the firefighters may not know what they were looking for, but, however, there was enough genuine weirdness about the whole thing that if someday if it learned that the children did not die, she wouldn't be shocked. It's most likely that if the children survived the fire, they would no longer be with us. Lewis, if Lewis, if alive, would be 91 years old today at 2022. Right. Which is possible, but unlikely. What about the baby? Was that the baby? Yeah, no, the baby died uh, last year. She was oh, 67. Right. Okay. Uh, Lewis was... Um, he was the oldest. He was uh, 14 at the time. Okay. So he'd be 91 today. Uh, while it clo- while it's, a, it's a close case in the state of West Virginia, uh, many believe that those children survived the fire and vanished into the cold Christmas morning, never to be seen again. I honestly, I mean, knowing what I know about fires and what, a, what I know about cremations and the fact that appliances were in, you know, basically intact... Coins were not completely melted. You know, they found coins. They found this. They would there were there would be bodies to discover. I mean, there were they would they would not be completely cremated. There would definitely be bodies. So yeah, those kids were napped. Easily. I think those kids were napped too. Yep. Caleb, you. I mean, so I have a weird addendum to this story. Um. So as many of you know, I went to school in West Virginia, right? And mm-hmm. so, uh, and I studied television broadcasting yep and one of my assignments so we had a show that we did for pbs and one of my assignments it was during the halloween uh october episode so we're doing halloween spooky stuff and stuff right, right. well i had heard about the story and so i tracked down a guy who's an expert on the story okay who lives who's a local historian right and so we went me and kim went to go interview this guy okay and uh First of all, he showed up on TV equipment. And he was, I didn't know this was on TV. He totally knew this was on TV. Oh my gosh! We discussed this, and you know, when right, I called right. him up, and so he only wanted to do audio, which okay. was fine because I'll record the audio, mm-hmm. and then um, we'll uh, I can put pictures and stuff and make the segment that right. way. We'll have an expert. This is no problem. So we recorded the audio. It was a great interview. It was an hour long. I had plenty of stuff to use. There was stuff I was going to use because this is right, right before I started podcasting. And this is one of the reasons why I started getting into podcasting. And so I was like, oh, good. I use this on one, you know, one of my future shows or whatever. We d- we drove to the site of the house. Oh, wow. Where the, the house was. And uh, we talked to another uh, local um, politician. He was a local city clerk or something. Yeah. And uh, where he told me that if I ever wanted to get in politics in Western Union, I need to, I need to uh, know about the three G's. Okay. Three G's are? Guns, God, and gays. Okay. You have to be t- for two of them and against one of them. I understand. And, and he's like, I'm not going to let you, do, I'm not I'm not going to tell you what to do. And I was like, uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. I was uncomfortable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so, weird conversation. But so, we get back and I go to start editing this stuff. Nothing recorded. Are you kidding me? Nothing oh. recorded. Nothing? I had an hour long of silence. Nothing got recorded. And I watched the recorder and I watched it. I watched right. there's a meter on the recorder. You can see when right. people talk. I watched it. It it I swear to God, that meter was going the whole time we were to have this conversation. Wow. And so I don't believe in the hooby doobies supernatural stuff, but dim babies didn't want me to tell that story. <laughs> wow. <laughs> them babies, them babies, like don't tell the story, and they took that story away. I 100 believe that. 
That's a weird glitch to have. That's just a really weird glitch. Well, that to being have. said, though, ba- you know, if you go with that logic, then the babies would have died in the fire. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, there's, there's also the thing where I like, think maybe the mafia just wiped the recording yeah. and you didn't know. <laughs> yeah. No, but the thing is, is like I mean, that's more logical to me. Well, I mean, the recording was with me the whole time. Doesn't matter. <laughs> so here's the thing. So so it could be twofold, and like I mentioned in the story, it's. Those those kids could have been kidnapped and not survived the night. Yeah. They could have been drawn off and killed somewhere and buried somewhere. And then put somewhere else. Yeah. There's lots of places to hide people in West Virginia. Yeah, yeah but okay, so but uh, that doesn't make sense to me because what would be the point of kidnapping children just to kill them when they could have just left them in the house and had them die in the fire and not, you know, not have any issues with it? I mean... It's just crazy. It's, and then again, what would be the point of kidnapping them and having them raised by other people? Because, and, but, and, and once they become adults, but see, why would they have not said, but, hey, I... But again, the oldest is 14. Right. I mean, he's practically and, an, adult, an adult. And 45? Yeah, 45. I mean, he's a kid, but he's like, you know, he's on his path. I right. mean, he's smart enough to know that these are not my parents. Right, that's what I'm And saying. so it's 14, 12, 8. The youngest is 5. And it's like... It's a weird case. It's a weird case. It's a weird case. So wow. I, yeah. So I just wanted to share that with you also. Well, thank you for making yeah. me really not want to go back to West Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, seven, six, six. Vote for President Johnson on November 3rd. The stakes are too high for you to stay home. This country like, has a weird obsession with work. I'll agree with that. A weird obsession with work. Yeah. Work's important. Work Work's part of life. Right. But it's weird what they, they think is work. So you... An artist is, you're not working if you're an artist. You got to have another job. Right. Because you're painting. Come on. Yeah. And they're like, well, no, no, that's important. But they're like, no, no, you have to have another job to do that. Um, you have that. You have, uh, let's get you in the workforce as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we also going to keep you in as long as possible. We don't respect retirement. Right. At all. I mean, whatsoever. Um, we don't educate people on how to do retirement. Um, Social Security is a joke. Uh, you know, I have no people who are well passing time. Uh, they should be working that are running this country right. <laughs> or running the state. Yeah. I mean, I don't mean to be ageist, but like, look, I, I look, I, I, I don't know why I'm trying to censor myself on my own show. Sometimes weird, but here's the thing. <laughs> um, regardless if you like Kay Ivy or not, it seems to me that they, they, they put her in her sarcophagus until they need her to do a press conference. So they unlock the top Tupperware, come make her come out, make grandma say a few things, and then they lock her away. And then, right. I mean, uh, she doesn't seem like my involved. Yeah, my concern is, and I don't 
I'm okay with age limits. Like I think the if you're running a country, you have to be forward thinking. Right. And if you are if your future is not that long, you you don't have the incentive to care. Right. Um I'm not saying everybody who's old doesn't care. No, absolutely. But you're you're more likely to not care because it's not going to affect you. Right. But like for me, I'm 38, I've got 3 kids and like I'm hoping that this I'm hoping this world will be around for them when they're older. You're, <laughs> like, you, your kids are all elementary school age. Uh, one of them starts next year. One's, one's, yeah, 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 but they're all they're all they're ten and below. Ten and below. So yeah, yeah. So they, they've got their whole lives ahead, ahead of, them. of them, right? And I I want to influence our state, and eventually, you know, that trickles up to the country. Hopefully, right. um, not me specifically. Well, maybe I don't know, but I anyway. Uh, I'm thinking about their future, not just like what's going to be good for us in you know three years. Like right. we've got to we've got to start changing the trajectory. Like we're we're doing a uh, was it the the moonshot where right. you're like you're you're heading out and you're Apollo uh, not thirteen. Uh, what what was it thirteen that had to make the the loop around the back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 13, yeah. yeah. So you know, like perhaps failing. Like right. let's 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 use gravity and slowly sling us back the other way. Like let's let's take advantage of that and change trajectory and see, what's save the, ourselves. What's the, what's the age limit to run for governor? Do you know? Top of your head? Age limit? Uh, yeah. How old I, don't, you? I don't, uh, you have to be 30. I don't know if you, I don't no, know if no, there's no, a limit. No, there's not a limit, but uh, what's the requirement? 30, 30, 30 at least 30. Yeah. yeah. So, so for president's 35 and I am a firm believer that it should be 35 to 60, right? Five, you get 30 years to try to be president. Sure. If you, and if you are elected at sixty five, you get one term. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you're out. You're outside the, the, <laughs> outside, the term right, right. Or the outside of the age limit. Right, but yeah. you get one. You, but see, you you're duly elected, but you get one term. I I, I don't understand. I'm not opposed to that. Like, I, and I don't. And it's not just age limits. Like, there, I don't think there should be career politicians. I, I don't think there should be career politicians. And look, I'm not ages. I think there is wisdom and experience. Yeah, I am fully believe it. But there's also a time where you're like. You can be an advisor, but so you can still have input. Input, mm-hmm. but like final decision, maybe not. Maybe, maybe yeah. not. Maybe not. Yeah, because right? you're not. I, again, like, like there's, I, I, I there's think concerns about of there's the concerns about you know. I'm trying to think of how to say it. I'll say it for you. So the last two presidents we've had, the current one, the current one, and the last one, we we they have both been uh, questions about their mental stability. Mm-hmm. That is true. Right. For both of them. Yep. For both of them. Um, and they're both around the same age. They're both around the same yeah. age. I think Trump's a little older, right? I think Trump's yeah, older. Yeah. Than, a smidge. A smidge a older smidge. than Biden. Yeah. And Trump's trying to run again, which he might win. So we'll have an 80-year-old president, which is weird to me. I don't, you know, like Reagan was, I, I think Biden's the No, Trump was probably the oldest now. I think he's elected after Reagan was. Age-wise? Oh, age-wise, yeah. I don't. I, I can't remember. Know. I used I'm, to know I'm this, checking. and then school happened, and then it was like I learned. Well, college happened. I learned other things in college, yeah. and so um, I used to be smart, and then I went to college, and I learned. I got. I just got smart in different areas. I'm like I, a lot of this knowledge went away. I used to love. I love. Used to love. Like uh, I, I love. So, so Trump was the oldest elected until Biden. Until Biden. <laughs> so Biden oh, because it was four years later. Four yeah, years yeah. later. Okay, that was good God. Act, and it looks like. Yeah. Hold, hold well, how old is Biden? Uh, well, when he was a little uh, inaugurated, seventy eight. So seventy yeah. eight. So we got to so be eighty two when he gets out. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, he wants to run again. So it'd be eighty six if he survives. So he lives. I mean, right. his lifespan. Yeah. It's just. 
You have grandkids. Go enjoy them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I do not disagree. I, you with don't you. need to work yourself to death. Yeah. You've especially him. He's done his bit for well, Queen and Country. Uh, and actually, Trump is still younger because he was seventy when he was inaugurated. All right. Oh, so, so he actually is younger. Okay. Oh God. I, but that's still I like to, that's. I, the, I hate to be age. I really hate to be ageist, but there's like. It, it's not. I, I'm saying it's a valid concern. Yeah. I also think like. Look, I mean, because we keep, I mean, people joke they're just going to die while they're in office. Well, I, I mean, I, I look, and, and, and generally, I think if, if you're 80 and want to work, I think you should have the right to work. Right. I just wish you didn't have to. I uh, 100% agree. Right. Right. Because, yeah. again, I would like to enjoy the twilight of my life not worrying how to be the greeter at Walmart. Yeah. So I can eat. Yep. That's it's insane. If this country is as rich and, and powerful as it is, we can't help our own citizenry. And because because we refuse to because right. we rather mm -hmm. build bigger bombers and bigger plane uh, but bigger ships to fight wars that are not going to happen or right. that we start that we start yeah and yeah. because we have to justify all this cost and I get part one hundred eighty six billion dollars and I understand that part yeah. of that part of that part of that that goes to paying for people to I mean that people have to build those planes yeah and I but you know. Uh, so let us roll back to Alabama, <laughs> shall we? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, there, there is a large, uh, large is probably not the right word. There is a chunk of our military supplies, a, a significant portion that are built in prisons. Yep. So, I mean, we're paying some people to build parts of things. Right. But we're also not paying some people right. to build things. So I have a really large budget. Uh, I just look again. Look, I, if you don't, I, if you I am, I am not against defending our country. I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm not. I against, think we should defend ourselves. Right. Yes. I, 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 I'm not against defending our allies. I am against the the sheer amount that we spend on it, where we can, you know, you know, universal health care, no brainer. Um, it should be. It should, no, it, it is a no-brainer. Regardless of they believe it's a no-brainer, it's right. a no-brainer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because, because of the fact that you want your citizenry to be, in the health, be healthy. healthy. Because in the long run, they're healthy is cheaper for everything. Right. Everything goes down when everyone's healthy. Right. And they teach us how to – and this is coming from a large fella. When you teach us good habits from there's, – there's ways to do this. Right. So it, it's cheaper in the long run. There's an expensive front because we didn't do it. We didn't do it right, so we had to pay that. Yeah, we we're to, recouping that uh, that bad and in, not investment. Right, right. Um, the, the, what is it? It's a uh, so so. What's it called when you when you don't invest in something early and you you end up paying more for stocks? Uh, yeah, right. Anyway, there's a there's a term, term for, for it. it. Similar thing for but healthcare. You've got you've got we you've got universal healthcare because you want you. You want your citizenry to be healthy, yeah, because that's the good of well, the. Even if you are a uh, a staunch capitalist, right? You you need people to work, right? And they can't work if they're not healthy, right? So, so why not, right? Have a healthy workforce, right? So, so there's so the, that too, right? Uh, education also uh, higher education, right? Too because you want you want the most you want the the most educated citizenry as you you can get. So, and that regardless of, of if, if that's a university, a community right. college, or a right. trade school. Right. But that should be part of, again, we you get be. all the rights. Right. These are some rights you get. These are these are the advantages to being an American. Yeah. If we're going to be the greatest country in the world, we should show out this is how we are the greatest. Right. These are things that, that, that and then 
uh, th- those are the things that frustrate me. And not just you. No, not, right. yeah, no, yeah. But, and this, and but this is, and and then I hear all the time, well, you should vote, and and I do. I vote. I, I typically don't vote nationally because, mm-hmm. again, we put two elderly people. Right. I, I I don't need my president wearing depends. I just don't. <laughs> Unless that's just kink, and I don't kink shame. But I'm just saying. Yeah, no, it, it, at, at some point, yeah, it's very much like point. that clip in Newsroom uh, where they talk about America not really being the greatest country because you look at all the stats. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. And it's uh, like so. I lost my train of thought. Oh, I'm sorry. What I was gonna say. Sorry, no, 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 no. Uh, it's it's fine. It may come back to me, and I'll bring it up. I. I'm trying to remember where we were, where we were in the conversation, where it popped in my head. Uh, I'm just glad this isn't live. <laughs> um, but, uh, education. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, I'll bring it up. But education, yeah, we're like, especially here in Alabama, we're the lowest. Uh, it depends on which report you look at, but we are, you know, we're somewhere between 45 and 50. Yeah, depending but, on but which we're report. low, but, but, but next, it's next door to us, Mississippi. So it's like, it's, yeah, yeah. we're basically twins. So, <laughs> so the thing I like to actually bring up to people is it, it's not that we're lowest. It's the disparity between mm-hmm. the first and the, the 50th. Mm-hmm. Right. If everybody was two points away. Sure. We're 50th. Yeah. Oh no. Like, yeah. Like right. whatever. Like we're all producing, you know, excellent well-educated citizens like okay we happen to be 50th somebody has to be there right. it's fine mm-hmm. but when it's like if we're talking about uh if we're talking about like a, a i don't know a foot race and like first person runs the 100 meter dash in i'm making up numbers i'm not a i'm not a runner uh somebody runs it in four seconds right, right? and that's first place and third place is like three minutes right it's like you don't want to be third place right <laughs> like you don't want to be that person but like if it was four seconds five seconds six seconds like yeah, we're getting there. Like, I, okay, sure. I, third place, close race. Call today. But at the end of the day, the argument that you're going to get come into and that I come into a lot too. When I, when I, I rarely discuss this stuff because I get frustrated by yeah. it, and I, I try to love everybody. And after a while, mm-hmm. I'm just like, people are stupid. And you can't help them. So <laughs> I, I, I okay, keep going. But <laughs> I, generally, I no, make your point first, and then yeah, I'll, right, I'll, but, I'll say what I. But hopefully, remember to. But say. I, but I'll hear often. Well, you just got to pick yourself up by your bootstraps. Yeah, you got to bootstrap it. And I'm like, what if you have no boots? Well, so the really frustrating part was that phrase came about as a like a pointing out you can't do it. Right. Like mm-hmm. the, the whole phrase started out with like, like you can't pull yourself up by your bootstraps because it's literally impossible. Right. Like that It's a dumb phrase that has been hijacked. Right. To mean something that it literally cannot mean. Yeah. Like go try, pick your shoe, put your shoes on the ground and pick up the straps and try to pick yourself up you can't because gravity um so that argument is frustrating not just because even if you were physically able to somehow pick yourself up like we live in a society like like we are a civilized we think of ourselves as a civilized there you go yeah there you go we like to think of ourselves that way absolutely and like what defines civilization to me, I go to anthropologists because that's their freaking job. And like, there's a really well-known anthropologist. I can't think of her name. That's book learning. I'm getting scared of that. <laughs> no, well, no. Her point though, and she says, "Hey, when we're looking and we try to define when civilization started," and she was like, "She said, for me, you know, through my career, what I point to is the first time we find a healed femur." She was like, "Because before that, you got injured and you got left behind, but from mm-hmm. that point forward, hey, we're gonna help them survive. Like they got injured and they should die." 
you know, if natural nature takes its course, they're going to get left behind. Somebody's going to eat them, whatever. Uh, but they took care of them, helped them heal a major bone break and kept them in to live to a ripe old age. And like, that's the start of civilization. So I'm like that. If we're, if we're going to go by the people know what they're doing, helping people right. is how you define civilization. Yep. Being an individual and having an, a very hyper individual mindset, an individualistic mindset is not how we move forward as a civilization. Yeah. Right. Like I, if you want to go back to, you know, that's even that's pre civilization. I don't know what the, like the stone age. Like it's before yeah. stone age though, because like right, right, right. anyway. Uh, I mean, because you can't really be a civilization by yourself. Right. You have to have other people, and if everyone is only in it for themselves, you're not in a civilization. You're just a group of people who live near each other. Right. And, and like that's, I don't want that. Um, evidently, some people do. I don't. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. That's my that's my call out. <laughs> This may not make the video. That's yeah. my call out to Libertarian Party. <laughs> They're hyper individualistic. Yeah, they, they are. They are. They are. And, and I, I, so I, the frustrating I part is on paper for a little bit. Well, so on paper, I get what they're saying. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're like, hey, I, I just don't want you to, to affect me. And in an ideal world, in a, you know, in a utopia, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, we have history. Right. And like, you can't just ignore the people around you and the situation they're in. And say I'm going to get mine, and you you handle your own. Well, like we have things like redlining, <laughs> like you can't just ignore right, right, right. the situation people are in that they didn't choose, and say yeah, it sucks for you. That's how it was you were born into that situation, right? And it's like, well, that's because I don't. The, that's I, when they start incorrectly talking about bootstraps again. Yeah, yeah. and it's just you're born in that situation. I was born poor too. That's my the one I always gets. I was born poor too. Look at me now. I'm like, yeah, but there's some other there's well, some other like, factors you got to look at. Yeah. I was like, sure, you were born poor. Awesome. How did you get out of how did you get out of poverty? Well, I got a good education. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, cool. How did you get the good education? It's like, okay, well, either you had money or somebody gave you a grant. Like yeah. you like someone helped you the or entire you're, way. You're incredibly in debt right now. Like, I mean, yeah, you're, or you're yeah, you're or you were you're eligible to get a loan. Yeah, right. Which is also not not everyone can do that. that. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it's it's just it's frustrating, and that's why I I. Someone asked if I wanted to run with the Libertarian Party because here in Alabama they're they're doing a similar thing to me. They're trying to get their name on the ballot. Yeah. They're doing rather you know rather well from what they say. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know anybody directly, but um, I reviewed their website and I can't I can't jump on board mm -hmm. with the the hyper individual I, mindset. I, I, I that's the reason why I left too. I was like, you also we can't be individuals. We're a society. There's right. We're not a society of one. And so yeah. I, I was like, again, yeah, I was like, I get what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And there's some things that I like, um, their, their stance on drugs. I, I agree with, I think yep. I personally think drugs should be legal. Um, because all drugs, because, uh, we have a terrible, terrible cartel problem in Mexico. That's, you know, that's causing terrible, terrible problems in this country. Mm -hmm. And let's just curtail that. That's, that's the easiest way to cur curtail. Well, that. And it's the, and, well, hold on. Real, real yeah, quick. Yeah, go ahead. But, and I look at, I look at the example of Portugal who decriminalized drugs, all drugs, everything in yeah. 2001 and right. Portugal hasn't killed itself. It hasn't yeah. burned itself into this drug utopia. It's also not a drug vacation spot it, like, like Amsterdam kind of, but Amsterdam spun their big, that, and that's fine for Amsterdam to do yeah, that. Right. Um, I mean like, and you don't hear about, I mean, but even then, even with like a case of Amsterdam, you don't hear about a ton of people dying right. all well, over the place. Well, and, and, so they, the, the flip side of that is they actually, they don't just legalize it and say you're on your own. Right. No. There's there's 
programs in place to where if there is a problem, like it's an a, a an addiction problem or an abuse problem, not yeah. just a recreational use, right? You get treatment and care. Right. Yeah. It's not they I help mean, you. Yeah. Not, hey, you're gonna it, go to prison. It's it's all yeah. It's easier to go. Right. Hey, my friend's ODing. Yeah. Because like, of oh, this. here's here's Narcan. Like like yes, like help them and then get them to the hospital. Right. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll help them because yeah. that's what we should do. We should help. Um. Um. I know. I know. Marijuana is there's a bill up currently. Well, yeah, to but make it, a medical marijuana legal, right? Mm. And um, I, however, will point to California right now. Um, California has both medical and recreational mm-hmm. now. Um, however, California is taxing it so badly mm-hmm. and handling it so badly that there's a new black market. Yeah, has started. Yep. So I can't afford to buy pot. If I did pot, I don't smoke pot, but if I wanted to buy it, it's cheaper for me to get on the black market right. than to buy it legally, well, which is where bad strains come which, from. Which is which is the dumbest. I, it's like, yeah. Look, yeah. you have the mechanism to make this work. Yep. You can tax it and make money. You don't have to make all the money. No. You can make some money. But there, there are there are pot dispir- uh, dispensaries now. First of all, it's cash-only business because you can't put the money in the bank because the federal government can seize it. Right. And they will because they, they'll need a chunk of money. That's what they do. So you've got to keep a large amount of cash on hand and then safes and stuff. And like, yeah. Oh, it's stupid how this, this is done. Yep. Um, they tax it so much that um, you can't make a profit. I, I was watching a I was watching an interview this week about it from last year. But a guy made $11 million. His company made $11 million. <laughs> After taxes and fees, he made he made he was eighty thousand dollars in debt. Yeah, from eleven million dollars. Yeah, sounds about right. And he and so, how does he make it survive? He didn't say he did it, but he did mention and that other people turned the, some of their supply to the black market so they can make a profit, so they can right. live. Yep, right. When I say sounds about right, I mean sounds accurate. Absolutely yeah. not. No, no, not I, justified or right. Right, right. But, so <clears throat> I feel like again, I I'm not. I'm, I'm I'm not a drug user. Yeah, neither am I. And, well, uh, I like medications. But yeah, not, yeah, I'm not yeah, recreational yeah, yeah. drugs. I'm not a Christian scientist. I, I do. <laughs> the weirdest thing about Christian scientists, man, Jesus will fix everything. It's like, no, here, take some Advil. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Jesus made Advil. Take Jesus it. made Advil. It'd be right. okay. What, whatever. Um. However, I believe a right that uh, an adult should be able to do what they want. Yeah. Within mm-hmm. certain legal limits, as long as it doesn't harm others, other people, other yeah, people, yeah. and so, if it if it's harmful to you. Let's help you. Right. Let's help you, not just punish you for punish you for hurting yourself. Right. Oh, that's the dumbest stuff. So, so that's that's what my worry about. Like everyone's like, yeah, pot them, which is fine, but we got to look at. We have to do it responsibly. Yeah. And then we have to do it responsibly on both sides, uh, from 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 a grower distributor side, mm-hmm. but also from a state taxation side. Yeah. Because again, they'll just see it as a you know just it's another uh, it's another revenue stream mm-hmm. revenue stream for greed. It's right. dumb. It's so dumb. Yeah. Um, so I agree that drugs should be legal. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how quickly we can get there. In no, this absolutely. State. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, really get in this country, but it's a lot. Of, it's a it's a big business. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, fighting drugs is a big business. It ties back into the prison system. And that's, yep. so like if you go that to, and the militarization yeah. of the, the police force. Yeah. So if you go if you go to my website, that's why the modern slavery piece is the big one. Right. Because like everything just ties back everything ties into it like it it's it's ridiculous well, like it just like education uh uh illegal drugs you know job wages like right. all of it is 
funneling through the mm-hmm. prison system. And like, so that's, I don't know. I don't know how much I can do right away. Right. But like, that's why I want to focus on that. Cause if we can, if we can change that, I don't want, I don't know what your word to use. No, no, but, but if we can change the, the, the prison system that we have, it will have long lasting and far reaching, uh, positive consequences. So that's, that's why it's a big part of my, the, the my biggest, platform. The biggest part of the biggest challenge of that, though, is convincing people that who are hurting, mm-hmm. who want revenge. Yes. Mm-hmm. And have to understand that while this is a tragedy, there's a reason. Yep. And we have to be empathetic. Right. So and what I usually what I bring up to people is. You were harmed and that sucks. What do you want to do about it? And, you know, it's usually some type of, if it's heat of the moment, right? right. Something just happened and it's like, punish them. And I'm like, okay, I, that is a justifiable response. Absolutely. Why do you want to punish them? Like, because I'm hurt. I'm like, okay, I agree. That doesn't help anything. Right. It doesn't help you. It doesn't help if somebody was killed. Like, it doesn't help the person who's dead. It doesn't help the person who caused the issue. Right. No one is being, no one is benefiting None of those three parties no, no. are benefiting from sending somebody to prison and punishing them. Like, and then I try to redirect that thought to, do you want this to happen to somebody else? And the answer is typically no. Right. It's like, no, I would, I, I don't want that to happen to my neighbor or whatever else. Okay, cool. Then we have to figure out how to stop it. And we've tried putting people in a box for f- 400 years right like we've tried this uh it's not working right like we are we are doing nothing but putting more people in prison and it's not helping right so we have to try something else do i know what what comes next is going to work no but i we do know what we're doing now isn't right so So let's let's try something something. something. it's like look if you keep eating spaghetti and you keep throwing up afterwards right at some point you have to try something else and you may not like brussels sprouts (laughs) but it's not spaghetti what's the um it's a really weird analogy no but what's the 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 analogy that that's attributed to einstein that i don't think i don't know if he said or not but the you keep doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Oh, yeah. That's a sign. Oh, yeah. 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 It's a sign of insanity. It's a sign of insanity. Yeah. And that's yeah. a, a lot of those things in our country. Right. Why won't you do good? Yeah. I'm hitting you. You should be better. Right. That doesn't work that way. Have I not hit you hard, hard enough? enough? Yeah. No. I, I keep uh, putting, you keep putting you in prison. Why are you keep coming back? You can't hit people hard enough to get them to stop being poor. Right. Which is yeah. the cause of most of, of the people going into prison. prison. Yeah. Right. It's, it's petty crimes that have minimum sentencing standards. Thank you, 94 crime bill. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, yeah. in that. Mm, anyway. Uh, can I switch gears? You from, can. From crime and punishment? You, yes. To something that's uh, dear to my heart. Yeah. Um, the lottery. Okay. And legalized gambling in the state. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts and feelings about those two issues? Because I'm bringing it up because I am Porch Creek Indian. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We have uh, the Porch Creek Indians have done a few things. Uh, we, we, we have written bills mm-hmm. uh, over the last couple of election cycles uh, uh, to not election cycles, but um, legislation cycles cycles yeah. to try to get gaming in mm-hmm. the state. Um, the Porch Creek um, would prefer, and I, and as a member, you know, as a member, I don't disagree um, that we have exclusivity. We're trying to prevent um, mom and pop stuff coming into 
we don't mind competition. Sure. Competition's fair, but we want fair competition. So we built we we build multi million dollar facilities. Right. We don't want to compete with a guy who gets two hundred dollars in a rental space and puts a couple machines. Yep. Right. So the only fair yep. after. And so we've the state's hurting and a lot in its pocket boots, and we have offered to pay lots of times right. for exclusive rights. Right. Which I think it's fair because everyone gets something out of it. I get why people are not are kind of skeptical of that. Um, but we've we've proven that you know we've got three properties in the state. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have two properties in the Caribbean, one in Pennsylvania. We're about to have one in Chicago, outside okay. of Chicago and Homewood. Um, we know business. Yeah. We know this business. And how shady are we? I mean, <laughs> how, how shady are we? Right. The, the, <laughs> yeah. How shady are we? The, shady. Shady. Because, because, because that comes with the question. There's a lot of distrust about it. It's like, because sure. exclusivity comes with like, What's up? There's something shady yeah. about this. It's like, how shady are we? I was like, well, we're just being honest. So, but but aside from the exclusivity, I'm, we're really curious about how you feel mm-hmm. as a candidate uh, about, about the lottery as, uh, in general, a, a lottery in general, and mm-hmm. legalized gaming in the state. Yeah. So, um, my concern isn't. I have no problem with the lottery as a whole. Like, I sure if that's how people want to spend money and we can use those res- revenue stream, that's great. My concern is finding a way to not put a revenue stream as a burden to the the impoverished who, or people who are already impoverished. Right. So that's that's a concern of mine where not necessarily your casinos, but the lotteries in other states are typically used by the impoverished as a way of hoping they earn a big chunk so of money. To I, get out. I, will, I will say that I wholeheartedly agree. Lotteries typically have a have a clientele that have uh, a lower income. Right. Bit of a predatory nature to it. Almost predatory nature. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, casinos a little different, um, especially um, in our area. And I'm not saying not just ours, but ours in Biloxi. Right. Uh, we, we, there is that clientele, mm-hmm. but the clientele that keeps the revenue stream going is higher, higher brackets. Yeah. Okay. For their entertainment dollar. Gotcha. So, but we, but I won't disagree that we have some of those, People. You're not going to stop people from spending their money poorly. Like Absolutely. I, I, I right. don't think that's my Absolutely. job to stop. No, no. But I again, don't want to. Again, if you know, you have to. You have to be adult enough to know what's your entertainment dollar and what's not your. Sure. So, so well, if you're trying to, what spend... I didn't want to do was, I don't want to set up a system that. I don't want to say intentionally, but no, I, I don't want to set up a system that isn't considering the predatory nature of gambling right like that so as long as we're doing our best to not put that burden of income on some of our poorer citizens because that's already an issue right you know our our average income level is not good so So, that that would be my only concern with implementing a like a statewide lottery of any kind right is making sure we aren't um we aren't taking advantage of the already impoverished. So my counter to that, which I agree, however, um, the states around us aren't doing that stuff. They are, and so, so to to counter your counter, yeah, please uh, me. If if you are already impoverished, you are making those trips less often. So it's like so if you could get one at the corner store, well, let's say it's the scratch off tickets, right. right? If you could get one at the corner store, you would do it more often. Than if you have to drive two and a half hours out. Okay, fair. Right. So I, I'm not saying it doesn't already happen. Right. What I don't want to do is like initiate a, a a gambling 
a method of gambling that doesn't consider it. So, so what so if the thought that um, the thought somebody brought up uh, to me when we we're having this discussion in a, a uh, I think a live stream somewhere is uh, implementing a lottery of some type that is a longer payout scale. So instead of an instant gratification, <clears throat> it's more of you know some week long, month long. I, I don't gamble, so I don't know enough about what those like options progressive, are. Yeah, but it's like you know you you're putting something in and it takes you know a month to pay out or whatever it is. I, I don't know the details. But yeah, that was the proposed potential solution to get away from the instant gratification where people are like, all right, I got, I got five spare bucks. Let me go and get a ticket. And it's like, we, well, you, you probably should have like bought a loaf of bread instead. Um, you know, that's where I was going. Well, that was I, it. But I think, I think the person is going to spend the $5 on the lottery ticket, even if it's a delayed graphic, like if it's, if, if they win, they win. That's, yeah. But that's the endorphin. That's the endorphin. Yes. But if it's a longer payout scale, it's not every day dropping, dropping money. That was the that was the the idea behind it. Again, I don't I don't have a specific solution, right? Mind, right. But that's that's what I would want to make sure we're thinking about. I I think I think lotteries for education are important, but I think lotteries for other things are, are important too. And I think I think I think as part of the plan, I think part of the solution though too is like if the if if the lower income is uh, people are going to spend for lottery. Those the profits from those lotteries, which are greater than the payouts, mm -hmm. should benefit the citizenry and yeah. those the, in those communities. Right. And so, in the long run, they're still helping because at the end of the day, a lottery is a poor tax. Uh, a lot uh, of things are, but yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. a lottery is a voluntary poor tax. Yep. And I pay this for this for this because it's going to the state, right? And I'm not guaranteed anything out of it, right? I, I watch a guy take the back. I'm guaranteed the endorphin hit I'm going to get from. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're getting you're getting the endorphin hit. And so, because that's how it works, you get the endorphin hit. That's and that's the, why it's addictive, right? Uh, but um, but at least I know that 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 dollar or whatever is going into back into the community. If we positively, can, but it, you know, so again, speaking generally, if we can guarantee that those funds go where they're supposed to, right? That I, that sol that sounds like a, a good solution to the concern again, I have. All right, again, utopia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So, you know. Uh, we spent COVID money on prisons. So right. <laughs> like, yeah. so that's lottery. What about, what about legalized gaming, gaming, and legalized state. gaming? In so, state. What, so the, what would be the, uh, clarify the difference. So, so a, a lottery, so they're separate things. So lottery is a, a, a statewide system, like much like Florida has or Mississippi has where you can have, uh, buy tickets at your corner grocery yep. store. Okay. Legalized gaming is it's like uh, slot machines and things. Then. Slot machines, yeah, okay. uh, table gaming and stuff like mm -hmm. that, which, which require facilities. Right. Uh, I again, I don't have a huge issue with it um, as long as we're putting that thought into you know who it could potentially affect negatively without putting thought into it. Okay, I got you. I think I said that twice in the mm -hmm. same sentence, but, but I like so, so you do care, you yeah, do have like concerns. I, I want, double negative there, right? Uh, <laughs> I care to not care that I don't care I about, yeah. So, like, I just I, I want to make sure that we're not putting additional burdens on our already empowered I mean, people. A, so a, like if it's there's, a, it's a big issue. Yeah. Um, so it, if and, it's the lottery and it goes into um, a fund that actually guarantees it goes back into our, our um, system to help out the already impoverished, like that 
on the surface level no, as, a, no. as a candidate I without mean, looking I at mean, a bill. I that mean, sounds like a logical I mean, that, way to do that. I mean, I'll be honest. If that bill was written that way, it wouldn't pass. Oh, Cause, no. Because no one wants to help anybody. But mm-hmm. Right. Right. So it's like you got to figure out why, well, Let's, how we can put enough greed in it to make yeah. it so we can get it. But it's right. so maybe, frustrating. maybe that's where we put some trust in uh, – in a group of people that have been here longer right to help out the citizens of this right? state you would think so but yeah i you know <laughs> uh i am all about supporting uh any of the tribes in our state uh i don't know how far we want to go down that route no as far as you want to go i mean just like <laughs> i don't know how far i want to go down that route right <laughs> now. Uh, um yeah like so our country has a a, a very sorted history and uh there are groups of people that were here before us who were doing fine absolutely and have ways of being in community that i think we could learn from i won't disagree so uh mm-hmm. you know if if they have a a way to handle a lottery or gaming that will help support the rest of the state while also giving people that endorphin rush and, you know, occasionally a payout, then let's talk. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I know you don't have any direct connections currently, but no, I have lots of, well, I mean, like, I mean have you, don't, you don't have the, you don't have the bat phone that goes, no, like, I don't have the bat phone. I can't, I can't, I can't, I, 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 bet, I don't know. I could email the travel chair. I mean, she knows me. And so, but I mean, I'm not, we're not like besties, Yeah, yeah. but she, she's aware of my presence. Right. And so, and I don't know. And like, my 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 family are close to members on the tribal council at Bad Porch, so um, that's not a brag. It's just you know, tr- it's, it's truth. Mm-hmm. I mean, effect. The yeah. problem, the, the the advantage, the, the the thing about that is that Porch is a small tribe, and so they all grew up together. So everybody knows each other. Right. This is how it works. It's just like yeah. we're all cousins. Right. <laughs> it's for the most part, we're all cousins. I mean, it's funny. You know, I joke about it all the time, but like you know, I, I work I work at Wind Creek and Atmore. Uh, I work for corporate and I'm related to probably like 75% of people there. And that, and we, we, we employ hundreds of people. I'm right. related to a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 so Hey cuz, Hey cuz, we're all, we're all second and third cuz. It's funny. So yeah, I, I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, but uh, you know, I hope we, you know, I, I think, I think personally, I think it's goes to game where the porch is a safe bet. Because I think we've proven that we we're good for the I'm, state. Uh, everything that I've seen you, your tribe do, uh, you know, because everything that I've seen publicly, right? right. I don't, I don't know the inner work, no, but and, the stuff you've done publicly, right. I, I like what you guys do, right? Like it, you're, you're providing services, entertainment, and then also just giving back to the community. Right. So like mm-hmm. we have OA, right? And that's um, a facility that you know generates revenue right but it's also entertainment value the citizens can ha- come have fun right. it brings in tourists right but then you guys also sponsor events and things that like that you're actually just trying to give back to the community oh and, and it's and, stuff like that that i'm like put yes our, put our our charitable giving is is incredible too because i mean you know the argument about against porch i hear a lot of times is because they don't pay taxes well that's true we, we don't pay taxes on the revenues because we're on our own land However, that's not that's not that's not to say like if we had facilities elsewhere that would be the case in Pennsylvania, right. we we yeah. found our land right. And so, so you're, we're, you're paying taxes. We're paying taxes. Yeah. So I don't. We're not against that too. But on the flip side, right, at the moment, we give a lot. Yeah. We yeah. give a lot to a lot of causes, and in fact, it's better in this way because we make sure that they get done. Yeah. And so, I, <laughs> there's there's some accountability yeah. to it. 
And so, which you don't get from the state level, right? You know, I uh, especially, and I can say that because I live, well, we all live in lower heart part of the state, right? Which, I mean, uh, I don't want to get on this tangent, but just just to Go get, but, but the BP money, yeah, right. Yeah. We when we had the BP disaster, right, that affected directly our tours and people I know. They lost a lot of money because they all went to the middle and top of the state. Who said, "Well, because we didn't get that tourism money, it affected us too." And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I get a little bit of that. That's some, uh, but do you, some but, trickle down economics yeah, right yeah, there. But, <laughs> but you have to take all the money instead of a little bit. So it's like, right? It's like let's let's let it continue to flow the way it has been. Right. Let's start it's where just, it should have been and then right. let it trickle to you. And, uh, I, we sound like a bunch of socialists. This was like, we well, we should have the money. Like, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind. I don't. I don't mind you having. Money. I don't mind wealthy people. Right. Wealthy, no. you, you work hard, you get earned money. Or if you're a child of wealth, I get it. Because sure. if I had a kid and I was wealthy, I wanted them to have the best too. Right. I'm not. But however, how much is enough? Yeah. <laughs> how much but, do you need? So uh, you, you bring up um, wealth inheritance, and like the thing that I I don't hear enough people talk about is like we talk about generational wealth building, and like everybody's like, yeah, generational wealth building, like give it to your kids. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, what's the What's the opposite of that? <laughs> like, that's that's generational debt. Right. Like, yeah. like that's a thing too. too right. Yeah. We, we have to be. To, we have to be aware of. We it. have to be cognizant of like, this nation was. Oh man, whatever. We're, this, <laughs> I don't. I don't care. Uh, our, this nation was built on slavery. Like that. Yeah. We have to admit that. Whether our whether our state wants to teach kids that or not, our country was built on slavery. And like I saw a number proposed by somebody who says they did their history and their research take it with a grain of salt i didn't verify it go look it up yourself um i'm not even sure how you would because nobody wants to talk about it but uh the i hate saying it this way but i'm gonna say it anyway the value of the property of slaves not the wealth that they built with their labor but the value of the slaves was like eight billion dollars mm -hmm. then right not mm -hmm. in today's dollars and like that's just the people that were counted as property right yep and like so you have to consider not only could they not save money but their value was transferred to the people that owned them and like that built generational wealth and prevented other generations from building wealth right and like we can okay, we, generation that because it, it, this, we can't ignore that so absolutely. like you know uh, do i think people should be able to earn a ton of money and have fun yes but i also think that people shouldn't die because i don't have enough money because they literally were held back for 200 400 years yeah, like, absolutely. I just, that we can't ignore that aspect bootstraps bootstraps yeah we can't ignore it i'm hearing it um, right now i'm, I'm hearing <laughs> it right now yeah I just, I just, it's, it's fine it's in my can, soul they can yell bootstraps all they want um, but they, but they're lying to themselves and they know it. That's the yeah. problem. They, they're lying to themselves and they know it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's also funny because a lot of these people who say that are also people that are also struggling, too. Right, yeah, which is weird. A, there's a level of of cognizant, cognitive dissonance. Right, is the, the right word where it's like you don't realize that what I'm saying, I'm trying to benefit everybody yeah, who yeah. is not doing well and the vast majority of our country and our state is not doing well. Right. Like, I don't care if you're making $70,000 a year. That's not a lot of money. No. Mm. Like it is for somebody who's making $15,000 a year at minimum wage or 18 or whatever it equates out to. Yeah. And whatever. Um, sure. That is a, a, a large amount by comparison. But if you talk about, you know, being able to build a ship and go to space, $70,000 is pocket change. Like it, it's not a lot of money. 
Like, so like, I'm not talking when I, yeah. when we talk about rich people, I don't know. Like, Cause you. the one, 1% has, what is it? They last said 30% of the national wealth. Hey, you, I, I want to say it's global. You should look I that can, up. Yeah. You have a, so, a device that produces. Yeah. Well, I was trying to remember off the top of my head. Yeah. Cause look I've heard you. it. Look at you. Uh, so I'm proud of you. The, the gap between what I'm saying is actual, like, rich yeah i'm what i most people call it ultra rich like sure call it whatever you want but i mean the people that literally don't have to worry about a thing like they at some point you literally cannot spend your money fast enough like i can't remember who it was somebody got money from a divorce i want to say it was bezos's wife probably bezos's wife Mm -hmm. when they got divorced she got a large chunk of change like it was it for him it was in it was change but for a regular human it was a lot of money and to her credit, it seems like she was trying to do philanthropic work and give it away and do all this good stuff. And she ended up with like double or triple the money a year later because she just, it was building its own wealth. Right. You, you can't get rid of it fast enough. I don't want to make that kind of money. Yeah. I mean, I I need money to build the money. So at that point you're like, you, you're, you're accumulating more month money than you would ever spend. So like, why not help out the people who can't earn that? Exactly. Yeah. So the, I, I was close. The top one percent hold as of uh, 2021, 32.1 percent of the wealth. Is that global or national wealth? That is uh, national. Okay. U.S. wealth. Yeah. Uh, and it is top 10 percent hold 69.8 percent. Yeah. And we are n- nobody that I know is in the top 10. Say, do they give that that cutoff for what that top 10 percent is? Uh, let's see. Yeah, good to have a producer on hand because I saw an illustration. I, I wish I had it. Like it was a sheet of a whole bunch of sheets of paper. The guy was like, "Hey, we're just going to talk about wealth distribution, right?" So he's he's like, "You and I are here. We're on the table. Like I don't care if you make seventy thousand, hundred twenty, right. doesn't matter. You're on the table." Uh, Kanye West is about here, and then he was like, "Jeff Bezos is at my ceiling." <laughs> he was like, <laughs> "Like you're, I don't care how much you make. Like even if you're aiming for Kanye, like sure, go for it. You're you're still you are." You are closer to being homeless at Kanye's level than right, you are to being Jeff Bezos. Bezos. Like, there's, you're just not there. And I don't think the vast majority of people understand that gap. Because um, I have a hard time fathoming that gap. Absolutely. Like, uh, it, somebody used uh, somebody used rice as an example. Right. So they took a grain of rice for every, like, $10,000 you could earn. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, you know, $30,000, three grains of rice. And they're like, $120,000, know, 120 grains of rice or uh, 12 grains of rice, whatever it was. They kind of have Math a chart. Life. Yeah, they have a chart. It's like in color, like to yeah. signify but, each percent. I mean, I'll, I'll send that I mean, to you so we can like inject it later. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll put it this way. I can, I can sum it up. I built a rocket to go to space for fun. That's a lot of money. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. I don't know anyone else who could build a rocket. That's, that's well, out of the, my... The scary... The scary thought was that the amount of money that uh, I think it's the top 1%, not one person, but the top yeah. 1% has, they could run our country for eight months. Like monetarily. Right, right. Yeah. They could fund our country for eight months. Like, like do does everybody realize how much power that is? <laughs> like, yeah. like, that's, that's, an, and that's that's eight that's that's eight months if it doesn't generate its own funds because it will yeah oh, right 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 that's yeah, literally yeah. just like so, take the money everything stops and they can just fund it they can fund the most powerful country, country in, the world in the world for eight months for eight months but they do, but but the way it works is that they get eight months and they can keep doing it. yeah yeah because yep. that's how they do it now right so 
in uh, we're getting way off subject, but it's That's, fine. Yeah, it's fine. Again, it's my show. I get yeah. to talk about what I want. So the other part, um, somebody brought up Elon Musk and the fact that he put up. Uh, this is going to date the show a little bit, but he put up uh, satellite internet for Ukraine. I mean, this mm-hmm. this this will date the show again because if you know, and and when the elections next year, this year, that's November, November. Okay. So uh, when you're governor, <laughs> oh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so, fair enough. Uh, so I tell you what kind of says something next year or this year. I don't know. Yeah, okay. in a bit. I'll uh, sh- so uh, yeah, his star, up, his Starlink. Yeah, he used Starlink to put up internet in Ukraine, and everybody was like, "Whoa, go Elon!" It's like, I mean, yeah, he he was benefiting them. That's cool. Imagine if he had said no. Yeah, like he he would have cut off the communication that we're getting right. from Ukraine. Right. Yep. Like he has the the power to influence a war. <laughs> right. Right. You know. Like absolutely. Like it's it's like it's like people don't realize how much like absolutely because they can influence again because because you know at least Elon pulled a Tony Stark and helped everyone else. <laughs> yeah, he could. He could. He, he could have. No. He could have easily been like Luther went. No, that's not. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Why would we? No. <laughs> no. Well, no. Jeff Bezos is too busy being Luther. <sighs> yeah. Building rockets or, and trying to find Superman. Or he could have. You know, he could have put it. Uh, I mean, not that I, I don't, I don't know Elon Musk, but no. I like he could have put it over Russia, yeah, and just like benefited them, right? And who's I, to say he also hasn't and just hasn't said anything? I, yeah, that's getting to conspiracy level. That stuff, I don't get so, too. Well, but, I mean, I, we already mentioned lizard yeah, people. That yeah. might ruin his campaign <laughs> little, anyway. Little yeah, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, possible, sure, likely, I not. No, agree. probably not. Well, let me keep it. Get us out of the weeds. Uh, yeah. Please. Uh, uh, first of all, thank you so much for showing up and being my guest on the show. Thank you for having me. And how can people find you? Uh, for my campaign. Yes. So if this is before November 8th of 2020, uh, jaredalgov.org. So J-A-R-E-D-A-L-G-O-V.org uh, and, is the campaign website. And then after the election, you'll see him at, at the governor's mansion. Yeah, you can find Alabama. me yeah. relaxing in the Alabama-shaped pool at the governor's mansion. Do we have an Alabama-shaped pool? Yep. Yes. I, I I remember we have we have this I don't know what the status of the property is, but someone willed the state or the governorship itself property in Fort Morgan, and they couldn't do anything with it because of the way legal stuff, and so it became an eyesore and like weird. Yeah, okay. I gotta remember that story. I think that I think they figured out funds to clean it up, right. but like no one can stay there. It's for, right. it was designed for it's it was like gift. If some rich guy give as a gift to the state to use as like for functions and stuff, but right. no one wants to come to Fort Morgan for functions and stuff. So they're not. Uh, it's um it's a weird. It's way out of the way. It's way out of the way. It's also kind of elitist. So it's like so <laughs> fair enough. So the, while while they are elitist, they don't like to be pointed out and told they're elitist. Right. And so mm-hmm. when you go do that, yeah, you can't go vacation with the family down there or hold events down there because it's like, but we have an Alabama shaped pool. Yeah, I gotta find pictures. Of that. I already yeah. pulled it up. I already sent it to you. Oh, sweet, yep. good. We'll have that on the. I'll be like, uh, so more local to us because the mansion's in Montgomery. Yep. But, uh, the USS Alabama. Yeah. The trees are in the yard. Go look up at the satellite imagery. It's in the shape of Alabama. Oh, I get that. <laughs> Well, it time. cracks me up. I, I was looking for, uh, I was doing some some drone work, and I was like, all right, let me map up the location and figure out where the the limit is for the airports because it's right there at the battleship. Right. Uh, so if you stay on the outside of the battleship, you're outside of the outside of the perimeter. Uh, but I was looking, I was like, wait, that's that's the state of Alabama. Like that <laughs> plot of trees is the state of Alabama. It was weird shapes that you find uh, looking from aerial views. But. I'm also going to say this to to the listeners out there: if you are running. Uh, for for the governor, you're more than welcome to come on the show. Uh, I am a private institution, so I, I'm not. Uh, I don't have to. Right. But if you're, if you know, I gave you time. Yeah. I'll give. I'll, if you're running for governor, 
come sit down. I'll talk to you too and ask you and talk about the same things I've talked about, things that I care about. And mm-hmm. I think I, some of our, uh, our listeners and our watchers care about, but um, no one else is going to take me up on that. Do you have a do you have a burp filter? Do I have a burp filter? Yeah, yeah. no for, for Ivy. Oh, I will let her burp all she wants to. She grandma. She you just you just let Nana do her thing. Right. Come on, come on Mima. And so, <laughs> hey, Kay, you want to come on the show? You're more than welcome. Come, come on down. Come on down to the show. Hang out with us. I, we'll talk. We'll be like, what do you watch when you're like hanging out? When, when you're not doing anything? When you're here, just Tupperware sarcophagus. Now she's never coming in. <laughs> I, hmm. I actually want the um, Linda. What's her face? Who's um, Blanchard. Blanchard, Blanchard, who was yeah. the <laughs> ambassador, the the ambassador to Slovenia. She was. She was gonna run as. She was, she was she was running for Senate originally. She right? was running for Senate originally, and then uh, Mo um, Mo Brooks Mo Brooks was uh, Mo Brooks was like, uh, "No, uh, I'm running for that. Trump's supporting me on that. Trump will support you for your run for governor." Right, and that's how that happened. So Republican Jesus said it was cool. So they so she switched from from Senate to um, governorship, and so um, she got the Trump backings. That helps. I mean, it, people love Emo though. Yeah, they do love the Emo. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, I mean, you know, I hope you you get in there. So, because you're my that, friend. Because, hey. like, because no, no offense, I'd, I'd be like, my buddy's the governor. It's kind of cool to say. I have several like, people. I was like, he's not going to do anything for me because he's not that kind of guy. Because he's, he's honestly, you're a solid dude. But I'm like, I, I I'll invite you to the pool. Sweet, I'm going to the <laughs> pool. We're gonna do a podcast from the I have, pool. I have several people who are helping because they want to go to the pool. The ultimate pool party. <laughs> What's that? The ultimate pool party. The yes. Pool. yes. <laughs> the independent pool party. We have yeah. to order. Uh, we have to order a a giant mop float. <laughs> yes. Try to get <laughs> even if it's just the head. Right. Yeah. Like mops, just the head. Mops that, head. Yeah, that we can uh, try to hope we can get a satellite image. Oh, yes. Man, that would be great. Yeah. See, that's what I'm gonna do. Like when I have have when when I turn the studio into a compound, when I get more money and turn it, you know get all my 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 dreams of a global uh media empire going yeah i gotta i guess i wanted to buy trees or something in mop's head so yes. from satellite i wanted to do that right so. dreams man dreams hey look i started from like a college um radio station to a closet to this so yeah. we're getting there hey. we're, we're getting there moving on up we're moving on up so thank you so much i appreciate it it was fun it was we should do this again. We should anytime. You're welcome anytime. Like November 9th. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll do a follow up and it'll it'll go very well or it'll it'll be a sad day. Well, I mean, honestly, I think I think look. Um I think you should come back. Yeah. If especially if you make them ballot, but even if you don't. I mean, this you've you you're going through an experience that Oh no, if I make the ballot we're doing this again anyway. Right. Like mm-hmm. we're, that, that's like that's but, happening. But I think I think both ways we it's it, at least talk about this experience yeah and you know again i i i think you're doing hey i think you're crazy but i think that's wonderful you're not the only person to say it. no but but it's honest like again like i said at the beginning of this interview who does this and it's like what jared does this yeah and then honestly when i was telling other people like steph and i talked about this and steph was like really i'm like yeah but it's jared she goes yeah that makes sense yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's 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 to the point where i know that i would not forgive myself for trying right like there it's it's i see that how bad it has gotten i have been made aware of how bad it is let me phrase it that way uh and now that i know better i want to do better how does the family feel about it you, um, you did say you talked to your, your yeah wife and kids. so talk to my wife um and i'm just, i mean we've got 
we have concerns because we have family here. We have like we were involved with scouts and everything else, and like the scouts are supportive, but also like hey, what like if you go to Montgomery, like what does that mean? It's like well, I mean that means you find a new cup master, like, <laughs> like, like, yeah. like you know. I can't be. Uh, I don't know you could uh, from Montgomery would be tough. Be uh, tough. It'd be tough from Montgomery, but uh, I talked to them. Uh, the kids were super surprised. Uh, my oldest was like, "Wait, what?" And I was like, "You know that we're gonna give it a shot." Uh, Alicia was supportive, but also you know she's understandably concerned absolutely um you know and not about like well-being or anything but just the mental toll of going from uh, a project manager <laughs> to potentially managing a state so um but we're gonna give it a shot i wish you all the luck we're gonna we're gonna be good cub scouts and we're gonna do our best i love it it's the star wars imperial troop transporter that you put together batteries not included stormtrooper sold separately What's that? It's my troop transporter. It makes five more sounds, too. R2-D2, where are you? There's the laser cannon, stun gun, and stormtrooper. Did he say that? Oh, Dad. Star Wars Imperial Troop Transporter. Stormtrooper sold separately. New from Kenner. That was a great interview. <laughs> was a good interview. I, I, you know, he's an interesting fellow. Um... I like how we say this, like we literally just didn't do the, the t like no one else knows this, but I'm, this is how the sausage is made because I want to be transparent with yeah. you guys. We shot Jared's air interview a while back. We're shooting the <laughs> intro and the outro together. Yeah. So, you know, we just like how we ended the end of the intro. We just started the outro and, you know, we cut it. You didn't know that. Now you do. Magic. <laughs> the more you know. The more you know. Um. So, yeah. Um. So we had some fun with that. That's good. Like I said, you know, you learned some things about uh, me, and I learned a lot about me, and learned again. It's crazy to me that he's running for governor, and I hope yeah. he gets it. So if you feel like supporting him, please do. I I signed up to help him get on the bad yeah. ballot. Yeah, if you, I mean, also like if you're in the Alabama area and you want to support, help that, the brother help out. Sign, help sign that petition. Help out the brother out. Help that definitely help that brother get that buddy on the right yeah. ballot. He can't be no worse than who we got now. <laughs> yeah, might be a lot better. Uh, at least I think so. I think so. Yeah. Though I do want to hang out at the Alabama Shape Pool. I can't. I won't yeah. lie. So there's that. Um, you can uh, rate and subscribe to us on any podcast app. You can visit us and continue to talk about Jared's political campaign on uh, Facebook.com/slash um, Tuesdays with Scotty. I have so many shows. I'm trying to you know yeah. get them all through. And uh, of course on YouTube and Mop, uh, YouTube.com/slash Mopcast Network. But this has been Tuesdays with Scotty. I'm Scotty. It's Tuesday. Uh, see us next Tuesday when we talk about whatever the hell I want to talk about. Until then, may, this is our contribution to the multiverse. Go out and make yours. <laughs>